Nation, you're listening to episode seven of Rogue Nation, your one stop for geeky news and conversation. Tonight, I have with me Heel Hunter Joe. Rogue Siete. <laughs> Just George. Hello. The Elusive Amir. Hola. <laughs> Vincent the Sky Bison. ¿Cómo está la cosa? Oh my god. <laughs> Kevin in the corner. Saulo English. <laughs> And the big man Justin, who does not speak Spanish, so this is going to be a very short conversation. That's what I said in Spanish. <laughs> tonight we're going to forego. Excuse me. Tonight we're going to forego the normal format because it was a very big week. Um, so we're just going to start and jump right into TV. Um, Battle of Winterfell, Game of Thrones. Actually, no, not Battle of Winterfell. The, the Long, Long Night. Night. Um, highest, what? The highest rated. Uh, Version or episode of the show? No, actually, it's not. It's the lowest uh, scoring uh, battle really? episode. Oh, really? Uh, it's very controversial. It's very dark. So tonight we're gonna do things a little differently. We're gonna go around to start and say what we liked and what we didn't like. Or excuse me, we're gonna start with what we like, favorite moment, um, character, favorite character in the, in the episode, and then uh, whether we liked the episode or didn't like the episode. I guess. All right. So we'll start with Joe. I loved it. Um, favorite moment? Favorite moment was the win because it was all just massacre. Just, the, just a big army getting massacred. Okay. Uh, worst thing? Or we, we're doing that last? We'll do that later. I love everything. The <laughs> episode was great. And stop complaining that it was too dark. It was great. Uh, okay, you and the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not complaining. I'm saying George. All right, so favorite moment I have to say would be the... No, I guess now just general thoughts and then we'll go around with the moment. So general thoughts starting yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, just. I, I mean, general thoughts. I, I felt it. It worked very well, and yeah. what the director uh, was going for and aiming for, it, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked everything about it. I kind of wish there was more people dead. To be honest, said that too. more people dead. Yeah, I wanted it to be a, a very dark There's episode. No like, army left, but okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> more important people. Oh, okay. okay. Named characters. You mean not the ants. named uh, characters? <laughs> Personal favorite moments are yeah, the, the dragon dog fighting for as much as I made out of it, you know, and everything. And on top of that, Arya in the library. Oh yeah, that scene was intense. But yeah. wait, but that was your favorite moment then? Those were my favorite. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm in. I'm torn between the two. Where? Where? Oh, I have to piggyback up in here on that one. This the splinter cell happening with Arya was just amazing. I think it's a generational thing. Call it the splinter cell scene. Yeah, and you don't play games. So. Yeah, it's every generation would tell a video game player. I took it as the Assassin's Creed. I mean, Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Except the Assassin's Same. Creed's forgiving, you know? Yeah. No, I <laughs> was just ex- like, it was just like life or death and just like the takedown where the dude <clears throat> falls on her shoulder. That was just, oh. Yeah, that was the oh, Yes. That was fine wrenching. That was really good. The whole episode in general, I'm very like split on. Because I really enjoyed the episode as it is. It was a whole movie. But in context with the rest of what Game of Thrones is supposed to be, it just wasn't there for me. Okay. That's about it. Cool. All right, so me, uh, since none of us said our names, I'm Kevin. Well, I mean, I said Joe first. Yeah. yeah. So to, to piggyback off of, of uh, Vinny, but to go kind of against you is I absolutely loved it, just like Joe. And I'm with him of, I don't think the darkness was that big of a deal. I saw what director Miguel Zapashnik was going for. 
but I do see the problems of what like some people like Vinny say of like the fan serviciness of the episode. But I did like how it felt self-contained. It felt like a bottle episode, but a really expensive bottle episode. Um, I love all the character moments that it wasn't just crazy action for an hour and a half. It was up and down, which was fucking awesome. So overall, to me, I thought it was great. I loved a specific moment has to just be when they were getting ready. Because I just love Melisandre coming out of nowhere. Lighting up all the the side the sides, right? No, they're they're, they're um, they have a different name. Right? They're con, they're a curved blade. They're not a side, right? But there's a name. I they, they you know what? I know the name, and it's a preferred weapon of mine. If I ever find it in a video game, and I forgot the name completely. Well, when she lights it up, and it, to me, it's like that's like the climactic of the whole series, like magic re- reaching a climax. Yeah. And then when they disappear into the blackness. And start fading out like little fireflies. It was a amazing. A rock. A rock. A rock. That's, a rock. That's the name of the weapon. The right. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember the name of anything. Right? <laughs> so we know. We know him here. Um. So finally, we're gonna hear Justin's opinion. I, I've 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 kept quiet on this for the last three days. I haven't talked to anybody about it. I just to leave it to leave it for the show because I, it was all right. Episode was okay. 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 It was, uh, you know, aside from a few moments like Arya in the end, which was great. Um, yeah, I, I just it was. I, I look negatively on bottle episodes, not positively. The bottle episodes are traditionally when they they run out of money and they need to figure out what to do on the show to keep to pass the time. Obviously, that wasn't the case with this one, but it just like I was watching the episode with my wife, and my wife the whole time was just like, "I have anxiety, I have anxiety." And I'm just watching it going, "Yeah, I really don't. I'm not. I don't feel it. I'm just watching it going, mm, sure, people are gonna die, which then nobody died, and then um, uh, then, and then the only time I got a little like nobody like uh, yeah, nobody important. Um, well, the the only time I got a little like anxiety which was when the dragon showed up and they started fighting. Because then I was like, oh, well, I don't want the other dragons to die. But other than that, I was just kind of watching the episode going, huh, all right. Not bad. Let's say it was a bad episode. I wouldn't rank it up there with some of the best. Like, like, to me, some of the best episodes are like Hard Home and Battle of Bastards. Same direction. Yeah, exactly. This one didn't feel like any of them. Because those two at least had pieces of what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones. Where it's not just people killing each other. You know, it's 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 story, it's character interaction, it's all that. This had surprisingly lacking was surprisingly lacking in, in that a lot because you didn't go anywhere, you didn't do anything. You had a lot of build up, and then the worst part was like they've been building up the Night King since the first episode, right? And it was just like, uh, I'm gonna stab you in your heart. Goodbye. Thank you. That was it. That's all it took. I mean, I mean, I mean, what the fuck was that? And then the White Wick, White Walkers, who we've been building since the beginning, like these fucking massive things that come out of nowhere and kill you, didn't do anything except follow the guy. It was like you're not even gonna at least come in and kill some people. So it was just, it was just all like um, I was just like I was waiting for more. They, like they, come on, they're still they're gonna do. They more, killed right? a lot of ants. I love some of the things I did love about the episode. I love how they depicted the whites as like a wave. Yeah, like they yeah. just rolled right. over, yeah. and it was like, the, and, and then when when in the beginning mm-hmm. when the Dothraki ran out, all the flight fire, like you said, with the fire went out, that was <coughs> that was legitimately a scary moment. Where yeah. it's like, 
what the fuck? But in that moment, the only thing I can think of, because I'm thinking ahead, is, oh, shit, she just lost all her Dothraki. Right, right. Now they're gone. That's where I was stuck, too, because I thought it was impactful. I agree. I'm like, oh, shit, look at all the lights going out. But the same way, I'm like, man, that's it for the Dothraki? Like, that's all? There's some. You see some running back. Right. I did the huh, where I'm like, oh, Ghost just pops up, stands there, runs in with the Dothraki, then he ran back. Hey, he, by the way, in the next right, right, teaser, right, right. he's in there. Yeah. In the next teaser. He's in where? From he's what? just standing around. He just wants He's just a little idol, an eye, a little icon thing. Because we didn't he's like, I'm here. This one, and the next one, he's just going to be there. He's like, like I'm annoying right, paperclip in windows. He's like that little stupid hey, paperclip. Say, I'm here. So you're taking down an army. Would you like some help? Yeah. I'm here. I'm going to run in. A pop toy. Turn around. Run back. No, I I just, for, for and then, like, so so was Arya, like, just sit, literally just waiting in that grove? Or did she well, actually no. run no. past them? No, she lights? was just she as scared. But look at so the she, so like a little 100-pound girl just gets one over on well, four I, was, I legitimately <laughs> thought the hound threw her. Like Wolverine and Colossus style? Yeah, that like, would have been cool! Like, yeah. That would have yeah, been something! Yeah, yeah, but then no, that didn't the theory, happen. Yeah, the theory that I read on it was the whole thing of the fact that because he was in front of Brandon, he wasn't warging, and so nobody was doing shit. They were all just sitting there, and that's kind of how she got by. Well, no, the whole the whole thing is a bait. He this because obviously Bran could see everything. So the whole idea is that he saw all of this happening, and he knew how this was going to come and do this was going to end. So that's why everything kind of worked the same. So that's why I mean, when you read the stuff about the prophecies and everything like that, Beric Dondarrion fulfilling what he was brought back to fulfill. He, he made sure Arya didn't die. Same thing with the Hound. Same thing, you know. Same thing with John. John was brought back because once she heard that John was at Winterfell, she decided to go to Winterfell instead of go to, go to King's Landing. Stuff like that, all to make bring bring Arya around. I guess to be a Azor Asai. I, I we didn't get any we didn't get any answer on that one. And then, but <clears throat> I just I got to the end. And then you fight, you fight, you get the scene with the, with the Night King and the Dragonfire, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And you're like, wait a minute, it's not going to kill him. The smirk. Yeah, which was cool. So good. Which was cool. That smirk was amazing. But then he gets killed with Valerian Steel. The main thing that makes Valerian Steel powerful is it's made with Dragonfire. Dragon yeah, we don't know that. That's not a no, show thing. That, that is what is explained about Valerian yeah, Steel. That's not in the show. Not in the show. That's that, not in the show. Not wait, in the context of the show is that ever explained. Go back and nope. go back and rewatch. I, I Chris Marcus, this is new to me, and I and I and I kind of you missed it. Love that, like I remember a lot of the show. You missed that's it because never been explained. In the show. You missed it because it's in there. I just watched that the that entire is. show. It's there. When they explain when, he, when, Tyr, when Tywin ex- sorry, yeah, no, when Tywin explains how he had somebody brought over from uh, Essos to reforge ice into the two swords, because yeah, no he explains what Valerian steel is in that scene. And they go through dragon fires involved. So, but yeah. that being said, that being said, okay, so you're I'm saying really, found someone that had dragon fire to in order no, no, no. to it melt was, ice. Originally, when the blades were made, they were made. Using yeah, right. They so, could be reforged, but they still so. could contain the mystical properties of being made of dragon fire. Okay, but right. I don't. But even so, I don't that's, think that's, that's, that's minor. That's that's minor. The, to that's way, minor. the way uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff explain is he has to be <coughs> undone with Valerian steel because he is created with Valerian steel. No, he wasn't. Mm, he, he was, was. dragon glass. Dragon glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's which, the opposite. Which sort of. which supposedly Again, it is it, believed that with the dragon fire, the, the dragon glass is then. Forged as Valerian steel. I don't know about all that. Oh, nah, yeah. They were, they were yeah. forging. They were forging dragon if glass. Any, if anything, I would, say dragon, dragon glass. Glass. Dragon I would Valerian. just say that dragon glass is just it has similar properties. It's obsidian. Like, That's all it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's obsidian. Well, in the in the, the show, it's used yeah. differently. 
It's not necessarily obsidian. But, but that's that's no, a minor. That's a minor gripe. That's a minor gripe. I, 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 look, as an episode goes, I enjoyed it. It was one of, you know, it was fun. It was part. I just, everybody's sitting here telling me how great it, like, they're, right after the episode, they're better than Endgame, better than this, better than that. I'm just, no, I'm no, just no, reading no, this. No, no, that's insane. Whoa. I'm not saying that. All right, yeah. all right. That's insane. <laughs> that's no. how people are getting, yeah. though, about this yeah. episode. Endgame made me cry. I don't cry for it. Me too. Yeah. But you finally see Hound and Arya both afraid. Yeah. yeah, they were both yeah. terrified. They're never terrified. But that's what made that whole library oh, yeah. scene awesome to me. Yeah, because yeah. after the concussion, it was just like like she's just like back to like right. Fucking, she's a child again. And yeah. then, and she's then human she, again. Yeah. But guess what? It doesn't even matter because she can still jump like Jordan, baby. Yeah. She we don't know what happened in that scene. I don't understand it. Because after okay, when I thought I was hound, I threw her. <laughs> Terrible. But then you see him later with Melisandre coming out. I'm like, okay. Did she use the face of a white? I mean, get she got a bit right. No, I don't know how it will face the white have. But, but I, I don't know. Here's what I, what I originally saw. It took me watching the the little piece afterward on HBO talking about the episode to, right. to get this. When I originally saw the scene, I didn't think Arya killed her. I thought Bran did. I thought she dropped the knife into Bran's hand and Bran stabbed her. Oh, oh no. really? No, well, no, it took me watching it again to realize, no. oh, I see what she did. It's the move she used on she's When he got stabbed... My first move was fuck everybody at the sea. Yeah, it's awesome. He's dead. But but you know, once you think about it, you start watching it again. <clears throat> I mean, like my, like I said, they've been building up all these characters, especially the whites, and they didn't do anything. They didn't do you, anything. You say that, no, but they fucked shit up. No, they didn't do anything. No, I, no, I completely disagree with what you. They, what did the whites do? They the destroyed, destroyed, sorry, they the destroyed this fucking castle. And the army. They split. Think of it like like a splinter of a hive mind. Right. Like Night King is the king. He sends the sub uh, uh, lieutenants. Right. They splinter off and they control sections of this like hive. Okay, so just because crazy, like so just because so so just because they stood there and didn't say anything, didn't do anything, they just watching what's going on. They did something. I thought that was still menacing as shit. No, it was it was, I it was it was how it was introduced. It was they are a hive mind. Like you killed one, you killed that chunk. Of right, one, I get that. that right. I get that. But that's not how the characters were introduced. Yeah, when the White Walkers were introduced. They were introduced no, as agree. ones getting out there and fucking killing people, making symbols, which you still you don't have any information on what the fuck them symbols okay. are. Uh, here's how I try to explain it to them, because I've taken about like four to five composition classes at this point. I have my time in. When you build a story, it's like building a house. You have all the materials. They have to resemble the final product. You set up all this magic. You set up all these plot points, all these things, all this lore attached to these main threads. For six, seven years, mm-hmm. and you kill them <laughs> off with nothing relating to anything having to do with the magic. Mm-hmm. It's really unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. That's why I expected. Hey, that's the problem of fan expectations. No, but that's just right in a show that's, that's, that's constantly subverting that. That's that's, that's, that's not. That's, that's, that, that, that's the plague that I said that can affect everything worse than anything. That's but that's not. It's not bad, bad, right? It's the show from the beginning. No, because has been subverting fan even, expectations. Even, I'm okay, but here's the thing: I'm okay with all your killing. I'm not. I'm okay. How it happened? I, I we still don't know what fine. happened. I no, but still, it, we still know what happens. He she shows up at a fucking nowhere and stabs him in the neck. Like it's what happened. Well, sorry. But my, well, my beef with whatever. it is that I, I agree with Justin in that sense. Like I kind of wanted more. I wanted to see what the fucking lieutenants do. And I, to, I'm I, with you. I don't I, disagree I, with that. I, I just disagree that. Oh, that makes it bad writing. No, that's what the show has been the way. since season one. And then John, he kills the hero John, in the first. John season. didn't do a goddamn. 
thing. They Dude, tried. He, no, but that was well, set up. Are you serious? Know, that was set up that way, though. Right. Yeah. Not that he didn't do a damn thing. Hey, he didn't do a damn thing to help the ending. So, so let's put this in there. So I have to say this this theory thing that I that I read, of course, on Reddit, and I thought was amazing. That's why I've been dying to rewatch the episode. When he jumps and screams at the undead Viserion, he's yelling. Apparently, somehow sees Arya, and he's yelling, "Go!" Not oh, just bullshit. Not just roaring. Bullshit. Again, bullshit. I have to receive the. I, I call bullshit the on that one. No way. We, we, no, I don't know. I have to watch I it, it twice. I didn't see that shit happen. When the hell did you rewatch that's, that's the episode? Jesus. That's <laughs> somebody inventing uh, shit. I work with wifey. That's somebody trying to make. By that's somebody way, trying to make logic fit into. Uh, I, I said. Logic. I said the Vikings. Oh, so I can't agree with it. I'm just saying. The Sunday from right I'm like, oh, cool. I wonder but, if it's true. But what Vincent said, said that's not fan expectation. That's called basic storytelling. Yeah. When what? you say that says that when you introduce a couple of elements of the story, you can't like, just dump it. Like, then you create yeah. this resentment. There's, a, the there's right. a term in storytelling called Chekhov's gun. At the beginning of a play, if you I say know, you're telling your yeah, exactly. I know. You were telling me about that. But what is that a part of? Regular narrative structure. This entire series has not been a regular narrative structure. It has been subverting all expectations since the first season, killing every hero and shifting the villains to building up. Who have we been seeing since the first episode? Besides the white, Cersei. So exactly what you're saying. All of these ingredients and all of this stuff. And you're talking about like, oh, but it doesn't come well at the end product. This is not the end product. We are only halfway into the last season. Oh, I'm not talking about that. No, it, it's regardless. The, everybody deserves an arc when you're writing a story. I knew the Night King wasn't going to be the end of the story. That was a given. Okay, that was that was. A yeah, there's, we know there's another three episodes. Exactly. I, what he's trying to say isn't that necessarily that we wanted more of the Night King. It's more of like if you introduce every element that the Night King could use and you find out that he only he left one part out. What if? Like, what's the fucking point of introducing that point? He used everything. What it felt like with somebody writing themselves into a corner. That's what it felt yeah, like. It's legitimately Literally, right. even the characters were even at the end yeah, in, yeah, a, corner, in a corner. You understand that that's a bad thing, not a good thing, right? Where you can be that bad up, if I like it. Well, where you set up all these things where you say, you know, we're building up, we're like you said, we're building a house, we're getting all on top. And then you have, all you have to do is put these last few pieces on the top. But you don't. You just kind of go, oh, that's good. Because that's me. not the important piece. That's a, that's what I'm trying to say. We're only halfway into the season. So maybe this was the distraction to the main but, but, but that is Xerxes. But, and not but, the Nike. No, because everything set up in the world is, hey, winter's coming. Right? The Nike. The show literally starts off with with a White Walker killing somebody. I, I, I it doesn't start off with Susie killing somebody. I, I feel like you're trying to convince me of something, but I'm already convinced. This was to me it was a great I mean, episode. And no story, matter what composition and narrative stuff you come at me is, dude, the show has not been a typical narrative story. So I whatever you come at me about tropes and other other narrative storytelling, well, it, it, hey. it's negated by the show that subverts all of that. Okay, fine. If, if with that in, in place, that to me is the layman compared to all of you and everything. What other things have kind of been built up or explained that never got a, a completion? I have no idea. Okay. So you haven't been watching the show? Yeah. So then how would you have no idea? I, I can tell you for sure. What all the magic that you talk about has never been, been, been brought up again. It, the show's not about magic, though. It's just introduced to be used real quickly and written off. Yeah. So you're using. Well, magic there's no magic, magic in the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, the yeah, dragons. Right, it starts climax. It climaxes no. at the birth of those dragons. Oh, yeah, dragons are fantasy, but not necessarily 
magic per the se. Comet, the no, prophecy, the, in the show, the, the dragons are the source of magic. You have all this stuff being set up for a payoff, and it never comes. Well, I'm not even, it just gets shortcutted. I'm personal opinion about that. I'm not even talking about that. What I'm saying is, you you you, you build up certain characters to be something to do something. And then they don't do anything. But they haven't done it yet. That's what, what, that's what I'm okay. proposing. So what, you're saying what, what the White your... Walkers are going to come back and do no, something? No, there think? might be still something else. There's another threat. Why do you this think John at the end did, did not matter? So why, why even film it if it doesn't matter? Why was so John brought point? back? I don't, if it doesn't I don't matter. know yet. We're not done. I don't know. If I can't just answer it, that, dude. You just said it doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter, what's the point of even I already said that. Why not just skip over it? I already said there's nothing more to the film. I feel like you're very emotionally involved in this episode. No, no, no. I'm trying to get to see what I'm saying. This is about like the whole plot line. It's not just this episode. And I can't defend it until it's done. It's not done. I cannot defend it until it's done. So you keep yelling all you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're, I don't know it's perfect for a WB uh, executive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going back to the episode and removing yeah, the actual episode, removing so, our feelings from you know yeah, the yeah. actual critique of the episode. Uh, Miguel, what's his last name? Saposnik. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Go. So it was awesome. Yes, he broke up the episode into three segments. He wanted the the horror element in the beginning of it. Said you couldn't do battle for you know an hour straight. So he had that that horror in the beginning with the Thraki blades going out, the the wave, and when you see it brightened, the scene itself, Tormund seeing uh, Grey Worm oh. get overturned by the wave of whites mm-hmm. is just absolutely insane and yeah. scary. World War Z style, yes, and it's just absolutely beautiful when it's brightened and you see every one of these faces of all these actors and everything coming up and overtaking them and you actually see some crawling over the whole horde yeah and it looks ridiculous one of the shots that i saw on reddit they grabbed the whole dogfight scene with the dragons and them flying around and daenerys flying off brightened and then slowed down and i put it on double speed so it was regular Mm -hmm. it's so good it was like watching something uh like the um, Helm's Deep, like when they fly over. Yeah, that's what they started. The same thing. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. It's just in the, like my first show around when it was dark as hell and I didn't have my brightness settings up. It was just like, what's going on? Yeah. That's my one bright. I mean, I saw it and I thought when after it was bright in there and I was like, oh, this is a scene that Adam had a I rewatched it again and I was like, yeah, this is fine. It's just my brightness wasn't up to date. See, okay, can I first say I'm glad Torben lived? Yes. Oh yeah. I, 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 I am so too, happy. but I kind of wish he had more screen time. Like, I wanted to well, see like. Tormund I think he's going to get more later though. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's the whole thing. I wanted to see Tormund handling this and everything too, outside of just like from a distance on top of a mountain. Well, it's just, it's just there was a lot of characters, and you had to focus on the ones that were dying this episode. Yeah, yeah but we, yeah. we only lost like three. Of them. Like six, man. What do you mean six. three? Six people died. How do you guys feel about the Christmas? I can count them out if you like. Yeah, Theon, Ed, Lyanna, Jorah. Uh, who's the other one? Beric Dondarrion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I always forget. And then uh, Melisandre died at the end. Oh, That's six. Hey, she's the MVP of the episode. If we we wouldn't get the lighting. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> they showed it. Oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. The leader of the Thraki. I don't know his name. They don't know his name. They barely know his I know, but I mean, like, you know, he was a symbolism. Because I remember reading. Yeah, I read an article that somebody had sent and posted that said that none of the important that Varky died, but I'm like, yo, yeah, he yeah, was one he, of the first ones they showed yeah, yeah. when they, when uh, Ice King was reviving everybody. I'm like, yo, the 
Yeah, he was the lead, the lead blood rider. But yeah, how many words did he actually say in the show? Maybe like twenty. Well, when he when he was first introduced, he said a bit, but he's an in-character. What, what army does Daenerys no, actually have now? The North. That's it. The North. The North. And someone And guess and guess what? They're gonna band behind her. Well, now. yeah, because they saw what she. They right, saw what right, she right, did. Right, right. Burner of the dead, like I said last week. Um, Don't cover your mouth. That's what we've been saying on the podcast. Is it one of the things that uh, that they said that this is in the next episode is gonna be like a time skip? Maybe no, no, we don't know. No one knows. No, no, because they need time like, to rebuild. No, they release Well, they release pictures today because he's gonna have a big funeral. Before all the dead, yeah, and stuff where they burn all the bodies and everything like that. So, but it's gonna lead into like them getting ready to go against Cersei. Can you imagine John's PTSD? He's gonna be like, no, no, there's no way he's he's gone. Burn all the bodies just in case. Oh yeah. Well, that I was kind of inclined because I saw the same thing too. It looks like they're gonna burn them all. Yeah. yeah. See, I wouldn't give. And here's the thing: I wouldn't give the MVP to to Melisandre. No, no, I was just fucking around. Okay, (laughs) I was gonna say I'd give that shit to Liana. Liana fucking take it out of the yes. yes. Fuck yeah. It was great symbolism on the character. It, it was, like yeah, guy. it was beautiful, but I don't know about MVP because MVP didn't think, you know, who put, who was the player who put the most towards it? And I wouldn't say Arya because, yes, yeah, she does defeat him in the end, but maybe like the Hound or, or, or Belric Dondarrion who helped Arya get to her goal. Yeah. yeah. Who, Belric died. Uh, it was his purpose. If with that's those the standards? case, then you give it to uh, Missandei like that too, because she's the one who cut talked her to the point where yeah. she's like, "All right, I'm not a little bitch that anymore." Crew. You know what? I'm gonna, gonna give, I'm gonna give it to Sam for figuring out dragon glass kills things. Yeah, uh, but that, that was that was seasons ago. I don't guess yeah. <laughs> he's the MVP of the show. You know, he died I like never, I never understood where the flip. Yeah. I never and he cried. I never understood where the flip came on that one. I could never figure that one out. Be- on about the, about dragon glass. Oh, because it was like, oh, you know what kills whites. Dragonglass. So it's like, well, white kill, Dragonglass kills white walkers. They seem to be doing just fine with swords out there against whites. So I don't know if it oh, was... Oh, but they no. keep coming at you. That's why. The whites no, no, keep no. coming even, at you. Even, even, well, yeah, Ooh. because there's thousands of them. But what I'm saying, when they're, fight, when they're fighting on that lake, right, and before, when, when, when Daenerys is coming to rescue them, the only ones that had Valerian steel, I mean, fucking even... They can be risen. That's the thing. When you kill them with Valerian steel, the magic's over. They can't be risen again. Oh, but, but you never saw that, though. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Right? That's what happened. They, they were running out of whites. Says that's never happened on the show. Yeah. They were running out of whites during the attack, and then the dragon, uh, dragon the Night King. Oh, no, that's different, though. What I'm saying is, like, you have, you know, like, there's like, oh, Dragonglass can kill whites, but up until about, what, the middle of season two, season three, you didn't even know about Dragonglass. Yeah, because yeah, right. on the cash. Yeah. And accidentally <laughs> slices Wait, one. So whenever mm-hmm. they encountered a white, they seemed to kill it just fine. It's not with a regular like, weapon. Whoever, whoever did it, it had because the fifth so of the first men. Where Sam finds the cash. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the right. Oh, and the, the, whenever the we see it, but they didn't know what to do with it. When he's right. still walking, being killed, they still have Valyrian glass or Valyrian steel. Right? No, because the only person who has Valyrian steel is John. There's a that point. No, all the main houses have Valyrian steel. Yeah, but all the main houses aren't past the wall fighting whites. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sam, because the only one that not Sam, John's the only one beyond the wall that has with a Valerian steel. Yeah, right? Valerian Mormon's steel. Mormon's even no, even at the Battle of Hardhome, the only person that has Valerian steel in that scene is John. Yet they seem to be taking yeah. out whites just yeah. fine with all the weapons they got in that scene. So that's why I'm saying I'm not saying it's a detriment. I'm just trying. I was always said I wondered where that flip happened. Where it was like, no, 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 we got to make it that only fire and and, and dragonglass kill whites. Like, I understand the White Walker aspect of it, because that's how uh, Sam found out, killed the White Walker. Cool, awesome, whatever. Right. And then we found out of Valerian Steel, Hardhome, great scene. 
But I just that was a flip. I just never, I never found. I guess all the like metaphysics for the show are kind of just like drawn back. Or, a bit. or it could just be storytelling, bad storytelling. Yeah. It's like we have to make this more important. It is. <laughs> to me, I like it's a wave of the hands fantasy. Like, that's how I think of it. How I compared it, it was basically the last scene of Harry Potter. Uh, Voldemort and Harry Potter go off. One dies, and then we have this wild scene. Oh yeah, fuck! Like, Ten years ago. <laughs> Dude, like it was the same thing. It was really unsatisfying to me. That's yeah. Not like you. I just thought it was awesome because it's so again yeah. subverted no, expectations. I, I didn't see it coming, and I, I thought it was great. The scene with Arya, I, I I did not see that yeah. at all. And then, and like I said, watching the episode, I was like, it's it's a good episode. It's just I wouldn't put it up there with some of the other. When when, when John said, when John falls and he's going after the Night King, and the Night King starts raising the that's where my yeah. heart stuck. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, everyone that they then you're just like, come on, killed, it's right. Yeah, you come on, get there. Like, come on, man, come on. This is what you've been there. And then he and I'm like, "Well, what a punk ass little bitch move!" Like he just raises the yeah, dead. right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, "Come on, you can't even take fight your own battles, bastard." Yeah, <laughs> but then when you think of it, it's like as the Night King is like, "Dude, you don't even. You're not worth my time. You're not worth me yeah, fighting you. I'm gonna go kill the living personification of this living." Uh, uh, history in this one person. I'm not going to fight this dude that's been after me for seasons. Fuck him. But let's move on to the um, the Arius in the library. I think that that's a <coughs> good, that should be mentioned. Emir's favorite. Emir's favorite scene. Though, though, I'm bitter as fuck that they're fucking intelligent enough to hear blood drops and yeah. on their table. But at the end, she can just swoop right past them like it's fucking. Like, I, I think the difference is there. It's interior, so you can't hear anything else inside. Versus outside with right. a snowstorm. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. Think. But then they're completely calm in there, just perfectly fine wandering I, around. I, I think it's again it's the hive mind thing. That but then after that, it's like rampage. I, I, again, I'm just explaining away with the wave of the hands of, oh, it's fantasy that like they're all connected to the Night King. He's focused on Bran. So since he's not paying attention to the surroundings, neither are the rest. But, but then they the blood. It was a shift. After the moment she closes the door, all of a sudden they kick back into, we need to bum rush everything. Well, they heard another sound. I, well, I just took the that door as zombies. Yeah, like zombies. Yeah, yeah. Right. but that, that was my thing. Like George talk. We've been cutting them off. <laughs> so here's the thing about that scene, which I can understand as being a fantasy nerd, is that... The ending or the library? The library. We jumped around. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so the library scene, they hear the blood because it's a drop. Cool. Yes, I understand that. Mind you, the actor they got to play that particular zombie was specifically flown out because he's triple jointed. I saw a thing on him. He's fantastic. Another Miguel. A little weird. Yeah. So they heard the drops, but when she's running, they don't hear her because, hey, who trained to be an assassin and who's been running around and killing people all uh, over Westeros? She yeah. had a concussion. So let's say soft step. You know it's a skill in video games. Right, right. But you say that, but the moment she closed the door, all Wait, of a sudden, it's a rush. Okay, I'm going to that point. You got a second? Sure. So moving on to that point, the door closes. But what happened before the door closes? She killed the zombie. So there's two things there. One, they could have noticed the zombie and realized, okay, she's probably going this way and gone after. Or two, heard the door close. And the zombies from, because they didn't come from that same door at first. They came from a different door. So they heard the door close and they came to that other side. The ones that heard it. And then the other ones heard it. Zombie screech. And everyone came. She closed it so gently for that purpose. Amen. Door squeak. A blood drop is low. A door squeak we can be. You would have heard it as the audience. Uh, just like you would have seen everything as the audience, right? 
Hey, you the, did hear the door close. Does, that, does, it, does it make sense, though? The night is dark and full of terrors, and then I thought this episode was the personification of that phrase. Yes. Oh, so, no, no question. No so question. that's just what I feel about that. And then that leads into the point of the ending where she's able to get past all the lieutenants with one lieutenant feeling his hair blow and being like, what the hell the was second. that? Is that a mystic assassin who's been training as a faceless man who are believed to be the craziest assassins just ran by you, did a super like... Choke me, daddy. You... Jeez. <laughs> right. That's all I got. I'm and sorry. I'm, banging on I'm the sorry. Audio. That was one time. So, yeah, that's what I believe happened. It was mystic assassin training that led to this. What happened to the concussion and her it being completely regular? Huh? Yes. Well, that was, that was with the... well, that's what the whole point of getting up to Melisandre was, her coming out of the concussion. You've had plenty, Vinny. You get past them. Yeah. Hey, see, good point. Yeah, right. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm not I mean, a trained assassin. Was. I'm not a trained assassin. <laughs> it long right, so, so you get over it faster. <laughs> I guess. But what we're skipping is the crypt. Yes. Oh, that, yeah, all the crypts, all the, the things that I didn't like. That's something that everyone knew and everyone saw coming. It's like the army of the dead is coming and you're putting all the women and children and old people where, where the dead, dead are. Yeah. It's like, okay. what the fuck? When that Suman section with Sansa and Tyrion, I thought they were going to kill themselves. Anybody? No, people have been saying that. I'm like, I didn't think that I thought, at all. I, thought they were kiss I, had, each other. I had a moment where I thought, yeah, no, I had they the, held the thing too where she, looked where she and, held the knife and, then, and he looked at her and it, for a minute I was sitting for a second, I was like, they're not gonna. Yeah, and then he kissed her hand. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. That, 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 that's how I took it, though. The fact that he grabbed their hand and kissed it was just like, no, don't do that. Like, type of thing. That, that's how I kind of took it. Here's that the thing scene. I love that scene because it pretty much kind of confirms what I've been saying since for a while now is that those two are gonna end up together. That'd be funny. It always makes sense. I thought they were gonna make it. Better than fucking Theon. I thought they were gonna go out it. Hey, Theon. Hey, she she said it. She's like, you were the better one. Yeah, she did say it. I mean, from all around. But, but I thought he that was up there, dude. But, but yeah, people saying that that they were gonna off themselves is like that betrays their character. I the second that that happened, you, wait, 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 I thought, wait, 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 but what Justin's going to say is that subverting expectations. Exactly. That wasn't my expectation. That's true to the characters. Yeah, but this what has the show done? It's done stuff to subvert your expectations of the characters. I have no expectations. That's just who that, the character no, is. No, but that's why we I'm not expecting Santa to save the day. That's an expectation. Uh, Wait a minute. No, I didn't expect it to happen. I just thought that was going to happen next. I didn't think they were going to off so, themselves. So wait a minute. Because that's not to their the character. The character not offering themselves and it being a part of the characters is your expectation of the character. No. That's, no, yes, we were expecting them to do otherwise from their expectations. Is expecting John is a Zor High. That's fan expectation. But him staying to his word and staying to who he is, that's his character. Yeah, but we were expecting him to kill themselves popping out of character. Then, like Game of Thrones so set up a hundred million you times. Right. So if you expect a character to act a certain way, to be a certain way, and then a character doesn't act that way, wouldn't that be that's out of going character. against what you expect a character no, to do? Out of character. I think Kevin's making a distinction between a way a character acts and the way the story flows, the ebb and flow of the story. Yes. No, he's saying that there's a character acts a certain way, but you can't expect it to act that way? I don't understand no. where you're coming from. If if a character behaves a certain way, yeah. you you expect them okay to continue acting that way in exactly. whatever the situation. You expect calls. them to act a certain way, right? So when they but don't not, act that way, right. but I'm you're not, not getting what you expected. Now listen, I'm not adding my own expectations for that character. 
They're going to keep acting who they are. I'm not saying, oh, they're going to marry so-and-so. If it's not within the character, then they're not going to do it. I think you're defining something that can't be divided here. Fine. <laughs> sure. Again, I'm not going to continue arguing what I believe. <laughs> I don't. God damn it. Joe, save me. Wait, wait. Say some shit. <laughs> I got lost about two hours ago. I don't know what no, I'm listening about. to you guys argue with each other. It's fine. So Theon, I feel his redemption arc made a beautiful fuel circle. And even uh, Amir, who disliked Theon from the get-go, feels that. Well, what was it you felt? Yeah, like I, like I was saying, I disliked the character. I wanted his buddy to die from the jump. But after that whole scene, I was just like, yo, at least he went out like, hardcore like in the sense where that dude was trying his hardest to keep Bran alive and then he goes out like a man he got what he wanted which was just like reacceptance by the family in a way type of thing Bran said he's home no and he's a good man yep and everything too fucking amazing and then he goes out like I was like okay this is it let me go out and keep this title I just earned and he ran and he kept his eyes open it made me accept the character I didn't like so I won't say that I love Theon I, but it made me redemption complete. Sure, sure. achievement unlocked. Yeah. And then from from that moment, it's that uh, visual uh, musical cue that Miguel Shapovsky loves adding musical cues in all his episodes. Just like uh, the Winds of Winter, when um, the before the blowing up of the set, it adds suspense to the set of Baylor being yeah. blown up. Uh, this was- just before Arya's stabbing of the Night King, from Theon running towards the Night King with the spear. That musical cue. I've just been obsessed with. And then, uh, oh, man. Raymond, jo- Jesus Christ. Jawadi. No, uh, Robin jo- Jawadi, yeah. Uh-huh. Ramen, that's how you say it? That's how I said it. I thought it was Raymond. I wasn't going to assume he was, was a there an I in there? I thought it was R-A-W-I-N. Hey, Ramen uh, sounds cooler. Whatever. The musical composer of Game of Thrones. Uh, he released the single of just the Night King's theme in, in, that, in this musical cue. And I just thought it was fucking gorgeous, beautiful, and just so well-paced. And the director even says for that final shot, he wanted to break away from the Game of Thrones things that they should be doing, and he slowed it down. He did this wide-open, pan-around view, and it's like, it was all these things that they don't normally do in Game of Thrones, but worked so well for that final scene. And I just absolutely loved it, especially when she comes flying out of nowhere. But he did slow it down in, in, again, the finale of Season 6, The Winds of Winter, when they're all getting dressed for the day, which the finale takes place in just a, a morning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all getting ready for like the trial Xerxes and, and uh, uh, not Le- is it Lance? Loris Tyrell. Yes. All that. So he did slow it down for that musical cue. So it's cool that he does it again, but in the finale of this climactic yeah. battle. Yeah. It's not something that Game of Thrones is known for, but it seems like he gets the, the green light to go ahead and do it from the showrunners. Again, I love it. I'm done arguing why I, I love it. I think we're we're split almost evenly on it. I was just trying to convey my not my I shouldn't say disappointment. Uh, I was trying to convey my why I didn't give it a big A plus. That's all I'm trying to It's understandable. It's, it's, it's a bit of a controversial episode. Fine. We're coming to yeah, the end of the season. It's polarizing yeah, with the It's fans. meant to be yeah, that so that way we can have this conversation. Yeah, and I and I understand everyone's points. I just disagree with them. But you could have your point. Exactly. Right, right, right. Just like I can't have mine as I well. just have an issue that the second Melisandre said blue eyes, I was like, okay, she's going to kill him. Like, the, the, yeah, that was like absolutely Well, so the prophecy cool. that was already said forever ago? No, like when she Season repeated four. it uh, in that scene before she ran off into Netherland. She said it, though. 
in season yeah, four. Yeah, no, I get that too. That's a callback. But when she said it, it all clicked way too hard. And like you didn't have that expectation. Oh, she's going to kill. Oh, Arya is going to kill the night. Yeah, but that's in hindsight. Yeah, because I mean. No, but like while watching, I was like, she's not going to kill the Night King, is she? The showrunner said that they knew it was going to be Arya for three years before they even filmed it. Four years ago. We did it. Which is why Melisandre had that prophecy for brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes. White yeah, dragon. I get that. It's uh, a callback. But again, nobody was expecting Arya. And like when they said it again, I was like, was oh beautiful. no, seriously? No, I felt that was I felt that, that was very poetic. I thought that was yeah. very And that's oh, why cool. it's it's yeah. the dagger that was used to go kill Bran yeah. that Bran gave to Arya. Which supposedly which is shown in the book that Sam is at the Citadel. Which which supposedly that dagger is from like the first man too. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. it's ancient. It's yeah. it has no name, like you said before. No, it does have a name. It does have a name? I, no, it but it's attached to the person that had it. It's cat claw. Yeah, no cat's paw. Cat's paw. Cat's paw. That's great yeah, for an assassin. But that was the assassin who owned it. The blade itself has never been given a name, so it's still like up there. In that <laughs> See, I, I think I think we'll I think I, you, uh, no, that's directly from the book. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. It was like like you're you're pulling the books into this, no, 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 yeah, no, no. and you can't you can't really do that with this show. Because did they give it a name after after? They they didn't, didn't, no, I don't remember if they did or not. We would have to uh, see the Citadel episode again, or no, because they showed it. Well, actually, you know, at the Citadel, I think that's I think that is where yeah, it's yeah, you, you see an illustration of it, but I don't Sam know talks about it to Gilly, but then again, uh, I believe it's Baelish who gives it to Sansa. He gives it to Bran. He gives it to Bran as a gift, and I think he might have me. What I'm what I'm getting at is like after season five, yeah, you, you have to kind of throw the books away. But like I guess this is like such a long standing piece of the history of Game of Thrones, you might as well throw it in there because it's like I guess it has a little lore. But it ha- if it hasn't been said, it's not part of No, I get canon. I get where Kevin's because occasionally I, I do kind of refer back to stuff that I've read outside yeah. of the show. But I get where Kevin's come from. It's not mentioned it's on the show. It's a reference. It shouldn't it should be irrelevant. It should be irrelevant. It's a reference. But yeah. I, I just, it's cool. I find it cool that I believe at this point Arya is the only Stark that has defended the house, like the Stark name, and killed the enemies. Yeah? Yes. Because she's she's killed most of the people on her list or befriended them, like Hound, no, most of the Beric, kind of Melisandre. Kind of right. That's so, why, but that's but those who funny. haven't, she has gone Yeah, after. the three people that helped in this episode, Beric, Melisandre, and Hound, were They're all on her list. They loved it. Again. Because she's only... She killed, three dead. she killed Frey, and she, which was the brown eyes. Uh-huh. And then Marin Trent. And she killed Marin Trent. Who believe is another brown eyes. Well, the green eyes are supposed to be hers. Yeah. yeah, but with, with yeah. all the dozens of people she's but then probably the, murdered. The blue eyes thing is strange because she kills uh, um, Baelish, and then that actor uh, has blue eyes. So it's like, didn't she but already they, but, do blue eyes? But, but the thing is, I think, I think, and that was reiterated by what he was talking about, Thanks. was when they sat there and she said, like, oh, you're going to see this. And then they kind of gave you that blue Eyes. Yeah. Like, like, like blue. Like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you're gonna kill, you're gonna close eyes, you're gonna close brown eyes, green eyes, and blue eyes. Yeah. Which in, se- in episode one of season eight, they're like, oh, he has blue the eyes. Order they was they mentioned too. the blue yeah. eyes. The order was different in season four. Yeah. Yeah. But I the mean, green eyes were last. You catch the And guess who's next? Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems kind of convenient with Jamie's face. story writing plots here. You know? Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you take some leeway with it. No, you yeah, accept I it know, for what it is. You're so so angry. Let me ask you a question. Since we've been talking about this for a while, yeah. um, how do we? Forty three minutes. How do we feel about 
the Night King story versus the end of the end of the show. Do we feel that the Night King story was inconsequential and doesn't matter? Do we feel that it's just a big part of the show? It was a side plot. Or side plot. was it a side plot? It's a side plot. A side plot. A side plot. I side plot that I'm thinking of we don't know until the end. No. I want Brand to tell me what the fuck he was doing for how long was he working for? Yeah. Tell me he was 40. watching Avengers <laughs> in the meantime. Right? Like we've seen, we all seen that meme, right? Yeah. But, but no, I I, I took like, that I took that as, as he was big because he, was he went as, he went in as the crow as the crows. And he flew up with the dragon, so I feel that he was baiting. Or maybe he was yeah. keeping an eye on the future to make sure, he make sure things don't change. Every time he wargs, it seems like the Night King but knows it. They make it seem like he's well, doing what? something I, with I the crows. I kind of like that, though. The fact that he was baiting. baiting. It's just like... Because every time he... It seems like every time he wargs, the Night King knows it. So he's like, I'm going to go now. He goes out, he wargs, and then the Night King's like, oh, I found... I know where he's at. I know exactly right there. But that's where I need to go. The more he doesn't come back until the Night King shows up. Because it makes sense of the episode, because there's so many things the Night King could have done but it shows that, you know, if, if that's he the case of targeting, Bran is the reason why he did things the way he did. Yeah, but here's the thing. Bran is right marked. Now. He doesn't have to work for him to know where he's at. He always knows. They mention it. He it's says like, it. He, he, says he, he always knows where I'm at. He I know he knows where I am. Yeah. yeah, but he knows. Okay. This, Maybe this, this is more of a beacon. This, yeah, yeah, this but is Bay, Bay Bay still works. It's like knowing where he is versus like, hey, come no, at me. Like, but I feel like knowing where you're at versus the GPS. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was going to Night King's past and like messing with him and like, come and get me. Yeah, but you're missing my point. Me. What he I mean is, I want to know what's going on. Find my location. Here's a better. Here's a better question. Here's a better question. I'm under the tree. Here's a better question. That I'm sorry. Does it really matter? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, really no, no, all I'm trying to say <laughs> is that I think he was doing something with the crows because he flew into the storm and way past. Dude, for so all he could have been doing, he could have been spying out on the fucking chicks at the at Mole Town. Right, yeah. Let me yeah. look at my guys. last piece before I'm out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never got to use it. Let me enjoy the deal. Oh, you know? <laughs> Maybe he yeah. went, you know, back in time to watch himself fall off that tower a few times. Jesus! Wow! Well, he's very masochistic. That, 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 that dude has no. Finds out that that was his, no own, his only sexual release in his entire life when he fell off that that thing. That was the, the biggest rush he ever got. Like, yeah, right. He's like, all I know is when I hit the bottom, I came so hard. <laughs> he's like Dexter. He's trying to push himself to feel something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I felt like I oh hit. Finds out that, that whenever he wargs ninety percent of the time, that's all he's doing. He's just fall off that thing. Oh, he's he's the ground. <laughs> Brad, why is there a mess in your sheets? Don't worry about it. I was I'm somewhere. Even... So we're gonna predict what's gonna might what might no. be happening. I don't even. I don't even want. Yeah. That. I, at this point, you really can't because we thought all going into this episode, half the people were going to die, and that didn't happen. Well, I thought we were going to lose, and they're the back up. Last week, I said only like four people were going to die. I, would, no, I, I mean, feel like you're, you're almost though. there. But you're here's the thing: there. you got you like got so 4, many endings for the stories for these characters. I mean, pretty much Brienne story. Brienne story is over, right? <laughs> Brienne story is over. You know, basically, you got an ending for everybody. So if they died, it would have been fine because there yes. was no further for them to go. Mm. And then, ba- and then the showrunner said, "You think all those people are dying? Guess again, exactly, because it didn't happen. Because now they're just Episode trying five. to break expectations. Exactly. Yeah. But well, and I don't have a problem. With them. No, no, who would have thought they'd no, go again? Hundred percent. That's my whole point. That's why I said. And so I don't have a problem with it. I just it, going into the substance. It's, it's useless. What I'm saying is, it's useless to predict. Because at this point, we could predict the fucking Avengers are going to show up, and we'd have about a 50-50 chance of being right. Amen. This still and they've been trying to prove it to you for eight seasons, and then people are still getting mad about this episode. Yeah. 
My brand was leading. So explain to me that. Just, just clear, just to clarify, I'm not mad about the episode. I was just telling you where no my cards were. You, you were. I'm on his side, yo. I'll fight you off. Wait, right. but he just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's gonna wreck shit. Oh, she had that without elephants. She had a no plot twist. They're bringing the elephants. That's how I feel. It's Dumbo. I, you know, it's okay, Dumbo. look, if you want a prediction, I think, I think, I think the second sons are going to be a big part of that yeah. gold company. When do they come back? Well, I, I, either they come back, or you you end up finding out that Dario Nahara actually nah. has it in with the gold company. Nah. and they twist switch sides on it. Uh, I don't know. I, look, that's just that's wishful thinking. I, I don't think we're getting any new introductions, but I'm still hoping for the one thing I've been wanting since the beginning of the season is John being hit by Dragonfire and being like, "Yo, I'm good." I've told yeah. you that. I told you. Yeah, I, I know, but I want it. It's not gonna happen. I want it. My whole thing is like that too. I still stand by what I say. In the end, it's gonna be Jamie, not Arya. Is Jamie? Jamie's gonna be the one that kills her. I uh, to add well, to that yeah. now. I think let's say Arya does get Jamie's face. Let's say after or just before. Killing Xerxes, he, she, she gets killed by Bronn. So it's just even more bitter, bittersweet of like, yeah, she didn't Bronn? even get to kill Xerxes. Yeah. Wait. Well, she, she. Because remember, Bronn is out there with a crossbow. Task oh, to Bronn. Kill. I'm sorry. I, kept, I thought you meant Bronn. No. Like, How's that work? Like he's going to run her over with the wheelchair? Yeah. No, no, no. He's going to warg into the mountain. Yeah. Remember what Tyrion told Bronn? If they ever tell you to come kill me, I'll double it. Tyrion, yeah. but Jamie didn't say shit. Tyrion, Tyrion, he knows Tyrion will pay. No, I, I I agree. I agree. I actually I agree with that. He'll Tyrion will buy his way out of it. I think Jamie will be like, I, I don't have anything. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it. Sorry. Uh, you want my gold hand? Yeah. <laughs> it's rusted over the years. Nah, it's gold. Gold. I know. I got yeah. that patina on it, dude. It's down here. Didn't he have stones on it as well to like make it more? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, the gauntlet. True. Jamie has the Infinity Gauntlet. He just can't snap to the end of fingers. Oh! twist. Subverting expectations. Jamie's inevitable. He has the infinite power. He can't do shit. I think this is a good point to go ahead and switch gears. Yeah, episode title. Yes. Wait, what is it? Jamie's inevitable. Jamie's inevitable? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so moving on into movie news. It was a small movie, right, Justin? Tiny movie. Didn't do much. Yeah, basic movie. Was it indie? It was, it was indie movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think they spent $2,000 on it. Yeah, yeah it was at Sundance at, Sundance. at midnight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my boy Sundance. Kevin Feige, you know, he invited me, but I'm dude, I'm not, I'm not down. All right, so so, uh, so as we all know, as and if you haven't really gathered by now, if you haven't seen – Game of Thrones, and you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. We we're gonna we should have said it to the top. <laughs> we're gonna spoil the shit out of it, so you yeah. should have been listening. We're <laughs> sorry for Game of Thrones. And why are you still here? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. If you wait till Wednesday, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I so mean... so Avengers Endgame came out, broke almost every record that it could possibly break so yeah. far. So far, yeah, the, still going. Had the biggest opening weekend worldwide. Had the uh, biggest opening weekend in the United States. Yeah, the biggest opening weekend in the United well, States. Guys, see the street right now. Biggest Thursday, three hundred fifty million in the United States, hundred one point two billion worldwide, six hundred forty million. No, I'm sorry, that was the pre- previous record holder worldwide was Avengers: Infinity War with six hundred forty million, which is such a huge so it, double. Yeah, almost doubled its take. A hundred million dollars more than the number two spot. Hey, Bob Iger was streaking. Hey, oh, out of curiosity, how much did uh, Captain Marvel grow from all the people who didn't see it before they wanted to see this? This I weekend, uh, at least weekend she, reports. She hit a billion. 
Yeah, it's hit a billion, but for Weekend Reports, it was the second most watched movie. But here's the thing. For as much as they talk about that, nobody liked that movie. That movie was really fast to a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked well, it, it was a big girl power movie, and you people feel it's, like you needed it. I have to but, but now I put it to perspective of me and Joe, how insane that Marvel, Captain Marvel hit a billion in its run. This movie, Endgame, hit a bit over a billion in its first weekend. Yeah. yeah, and it will continue but, to sell out theaters, which is amazing because it's a three-hour movie, which impacts watch time. So you can only have so many showings during the day. But it had the widest release with four four thousand six hundred sixty-two theaters, and also twenty-four hour releases over the weekend. Exactly. Even India gave the green light to go ahead and do twenty-four releases, which exactly. they don't do. It had the biggest opening day domestic with one hundred and fifty-six set with one hundred fifty-six million three hundred fifty-seven. So that, that's a Friday only, right? No Thursday. That's a th- no. That's opening day. That would be Friday. Right. Yeah, because th- that's one of the things I had to explain to some of the people at work. They're like, "Oh, but it started showing on Wednesday," and I'm like, "Those don't count for opening weekend. That's no, Friday. No, those, those count as opening weekend. When you can't, when you count opening weekend, you count from when the movie started showing." To the end of the week. So if, it's, if, so if it opens up on Monday, it still counts until Sunday? Yeah. That's a little unfair. No, it's opening. No, it's like Thursday. When it opens. I'm just, no, but I, oh, okay. I, there, were, there were showings on when, Wednesday. When was the last time you saw a movie open on Monday, though? It was an exaggeration. Okay, because I don't Hispanic. think that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I know Vegas just as good. Well, there there were Wednesday premieres. Okay, so so biggest opening day, $157 million. The last record holder was Force Awakens with yeah. 119 wow. That was a jump. Uh, biggest single day overall domestic with 156, obviously. The biggest Thursday night preview was 60 million dollars just for the Thursday night. I was 60 there. million is a Saturday for most movies, yep. and that was just Thursday night. The last one was Four Vegas with 57. Biggest uh, single day Friday 156. Biggest single day Saturday at 109, and biggest mm-hmm. single day Sunday with 84. Jeez. Which I'm still surprised because a lot of people were splitting the difference on that one with Game of Thrones. And, yeah, and Sunday, yeah. Because yeah. I was, I was even like trying to figure out another showing to take my wife to because we saw it on Thursdays and we got to see it again. Right. So maybe we could sneak one in on Sunday. And I swear to God, I thought our hand came back. She's like, "You fucking crazy! It's Game of Thrones." <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I saw it Thursday and twice on Friday. This one was interesting to me. The fastest to reach best benchmarks. It was to 100 million dollars. It was 17 hours to $100 million. 24 hours was the last record holder. $200 million was two days. $300 million was three days. $350 million was three days. The last record holder for $350 million was six days. And these are all Force Awakens, except for Infinity. Uh, the, the quickest to two million. Just they breaking their own record. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob Iger just patting himself on the back. Pretty much. Uh, had the biggest market share at 90% of the entire box office for the week. Yeah. The last one to do that was Age of Ultron at 84%. Mm-hmm. Of the That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, let's see here. Glo- global 3D opening record, uh, global IMAX opening record at $91 million. So the last one, here's a good one. The last it was $91 million. The last one was Force Awakens at 47 Damn. Boy, these are jumps. These are huge jumps. So the question becomes... And God, I hope this is true. The thing is, they're saying that it's going to beat Avatar with, it, with over two billion dollars. Yeah, but Avatar kept releasing and releasing and releasing. That's now, why at the Avatar time Avatar released, it was out in theaters for six months. Right. 
It was at This is not going to have those legs. Filmed in IMAX. No. It no. was there's no movie. There's no movie anymore that is going to stay in a theater for longer than three months. Right. Especially a big That's movie. the only reason they have. Summer, the, no, whole idea, the whole idea behind blockbuster movies now is to get them in homes as fast as possible. Yeah, right. Make right. money in the theater. And then once you get yeah. them out after Blu-ray. the first Make month. Make money on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Right. So there's no way it's going to happen. Although Captain America is still in theaters in some places. So it's been out for over a month. Captain Marvel? I mean, Captain Marvel. <laughs> wow. Oh, like Captain America. Captain Marvel. Like you're showing Civil War stuff? <laughs> hey, there's two I mean, captains. It's a little tough right now. All right, Kathy. Oh, oh, wow. Who's Kathy? Yeah, I will. Hey, hey, come on. Keep your fucking, your, your, your workplace antics to yourselves. Okay, yeah. some of us don't get it. I like that. <laughs> workplace that like more than half the podcast is work. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there are two people here yeah, who yeah, aren't yeah. on the fucking right. Right, okay? So one either one. hire us or fucking stop. Yeah. Okay. You want a job? You want a job? We'll get you a job. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, I love my job. I don't need that. I'm fine. Um, we'll so, okay. So, we got all the record breaking out of the way. Obviously, everybody here at this table loved this movie. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. Unanimously. Unanimously. Dude. We argue over everything except this. I Look, I have gripes. I can bring up stuff if you want. No, don't. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go. yeah, no, no. Let's, Let's hear your gripes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Are you serious? Are you yes, talking with me? I'm serious. Some of the stuff. Keep, look, keep it minimal. Let's, bring your opinion, baby. Let's let, me, let, me, let, me, let me flow this out here with this right here. The moment Captain America picked up the hammer, oh. this movie became the greatest movie in the world right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't care... What I don't care what I say about this movie. This movie's just for that alone. Right. This movie's a great movie. Listen, listen. I watched this way. I can't say that now. But I watched this, and the moment that that happened, I was going, "Oh, oh, oh!" Where someone was telling me, "Like, hey, calm down, calm down." Well, like, if I if I could have if, if I had less if I had less wherewithal in a the theater and I didn't care about the people around me, I would have jumped up and made noise. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm squeezing my wife's hand like, ah, like I I'm getting married. My whole auditorium yelled like it was like an orgy or something. Oh, like the greatest release oh, of I all know. time. I came. I mean, as a captain, and then, I came. And I then what I loved about that scene is the fact that you got it and they didn't just throw it away. No. Where it was well, like, he no, he, this, this hammer is his now and he's going to fight with it. Dude, he the combos with his shield were yeah. so good. But then you finally got the Avengers Assemble scene, uh, which you've been waiting uh, for. No, not. I mean, that, that's like a splash page unto itself. Okay? Yes. When first Cap goes up to Thanos in front and, of all his army. And the great thing about Dishubbled. the last... Dishoveled. Uh-huh. And then the great thing about the last hour of this movie is it just rolls. Yeah. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because you've got the hammer and then you've got you all the people that. showing up and you're like, oh, fuck, all these people are here. And then you get Captain Marvel showing up and fucking things up. Oh my god! No, and she and had, and they handled her great. Because yes. I, would, I would have personally been butthurt if she did too much. Yeah, but she did enough. Like I, I wanted her to break his hand. I was waiting for that moment where she's gonna rip his yeah. thumb off. No, no, no. I yeah, thought, yeah. yeah I love like, the part that, or something. No, yeah. I love the part that he tossed her the first time, and then when she comes back, he couldn't move her. She was like, nah. and he headbutts her, and it does so, nothing. Yeah, and you that see face. the look. Like the second time, I saw the look on her face, on his face. Like, wait a minute. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, he kind of shit himself for a second. Now he's got he actually had to think about what to do next. Yeah. Like, uh oh. The <laughs> following but, sequence, the blood bowl that followed of running the gauntlet. Yeah. Was fucking glorious. Like a football? Oh, yes. like a football. From, from Clint to uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. To Spider Man. To Spider Man, which Spider Man had a, a great sequence. That was a good callback. Because Black Panther, remember in the in Civil War, didn't even care about uh, Flint. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like, Flint, give me the. Clint, Clint, Clint. And then, but then you had so many great, 
so many great callbacks like activate instant kill which yes. you with the Spider-Man even to the two points you said of when he picks up Munir you get Thor I knew it calling back yeah, to yeah, Age yeah. of Ultron yeah. like he and, should be able to and then the, the Avengers assemble just before that when everyone arrives it's Falcon saying on your left the little oh, twist man. between them uh, flipping uh Stormbringer and the yeah, yeah, yeah. I love oh, that. You get the little one. You give me that you one. Get the you one. take the small one. Yeah. Oh my god, it was glorious. <laughs> now, but but I, I say we, we pull it back and we we go from beginning. Okay, to yeah, I yeah, just yeah, wanted okay. to I wanted to get that out there. That, yeah, was, yeah. My, that was my main. I, I, I think we all face. felt very happy in that moment. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, like like what George said, pulling it to the beginning, I cannot believe a summer blockbuster big superhero movie where we just talked about these epic comic book moments starts. With Hawkeye losing his family, yeah, silently. Sad. There's sad. no music. It was almost, it was almost like an indie film. That's yeah, it was eerie. It was, it was I lit weird. I mean, the lighting on that scene was a little. It was very, very. It was almost. It was very um horror yeah. film. Well, yeah. yeah, I was immediately Suspense. sad. Like the scene started, and I was already sad knowing yeah. what was gonna happen. Especially because like they they dust out of his purview. Well, the only he dust you see is the little girl too. Right, but he, he doesn't, doesn't see it happen. It. Yeah, so he's just like, what the. All you see, the audience just, knows what it is. Yeah, and every, I don't know. Everybody in my theater was like, "Oh shit!" Yes, yes. That's exactly like, what that it was. was. A it immediately puts set the you, tone of the film. Not only set the tone, it it, it orientates to when is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not you automatically know. Oh well, yeah, because you have the ankle bracelet scene. Uh-huh. You see the ankle bracelet when he's uh, yeah. when he bends down yeah. for the ball. Yeah. So and then you you flow into the uh, end or them kind of recuperating after everything and then try and then. Tony coming back with, with Kevin, Kevin yeah. Marvel. Which had that great scene with them playing football. Yeah. The paper yeah, football. Nebula okay. becoming yeah. more right. humanized in a way. I'd say more of a character. More of a character. Less angry. He was wearing the same uh, like clothing that he was wearing when he first made the first suit. Oh, the cave. Yeah, the wife beater. flashing. Yeah. Dude, I saw that in the one second. And I was like, yo, that's like the first movie. To me, that scene humanizes our Nebula. Nebula more. Yes. Yeah, because up until that scene, Lebanon has always been like a pain in the ass. The way she so this looked, actually makes us even sympathize with her. When she won, she was like, oh my God. Like she's never won. I, I, did, I, I actually I, enjoyed I, that. I yeah, yeah. Enjoyed <laughs> yeah. Not just that, she's been raised to be like this ruthless yeah. killer. Yeah. She didn't and, know how to have fun. And then he offers her the blueberries and she's like, no, I don't need them, you better eat them. Exactly. And, um, she, it was a fantastic scene. Well done with just two people, two actors. Yeah. And Very then, simple and dark. And then, I, I have to say, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, acted his fucking ass off. In true. This you mean the character you hate the most? Yeah. 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 I, as as a person that does chair. not even like the character. Yeah. Because I was he saying, was fucking incredible. When I when I left the movie, I was like, well, I know Kevin's gonna be happy. <laughs> that was my first thought on Thursday when I saw it. Kevin's so, gonna like this so, movie. Like, everybody's gonna, my my thought was everybody's gonna be crying leaving the theater because I cried when at the funeral. Oh, yeah. And I was every good crying. Kevin's gonna be walking out like. Yeah, you know, dancing out of the theater. So I was not going to mention until the end, but since we're there now, <laughs> I didn't cry. I was just like, it was like a sigh of relief of like, thank God this universe can move on. I hate but you. Fuck, you know, now like a baller saying, I am Iron Man. Even I liked that moment. I right. thought it was so cool. Gwyneth Paltrow crying after Tom Holland, bro. Amazing performance after another. But the moment that really broke me was a hologram message to his daughter. Oh, when man. he says, and he looks up and says, I love you 3,000, 
It destroyed. That's why it's on every like status message, every shirt, every yeah. picture you can Dude, put on. Dude, that is I I do not like I, Iron Man as a father. It's not destroyed. It just, it it. Oh, I can imagine you. I bro. cried. That was the part I that I got cried. emotional. And like I said earlier in the fucking podcast, uh, I don't get emotional over anything to the point where these guys want to grow your heartless pain. <laughs> but that that yeah. part, it was the it hologram was, one. Yeah, no, not even then. It was just once Spider Man was just like that's when I started like. Dude, is that Tom Holland is so fucking good? He's amazing. He just like you could tell he's trying to say like we won, we did it. Come on, like like listen to me. He just yeah. wants his father figure to just like be happy for, yeah. like that they won. Once it's, that happened, I got oh, emotional. Once it got to that scene at that point, I was here like pissed off because I'm like, I don't want to cry. Your eyes are sweating. I'm not gonna cry. Yeah, my <laughs> eyes are sweating. Someone caught that and made fun of me before, but I was like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. I don't do this often. Uh, when the the that's what I give this movie. Tony had a heart floated oh, yeah, onto the lake. Yeah, I, I lost my shit that's there. I was like, no, they that's, didn't. Because that's no, that, that, that that was the end. That was that was oh, literally man. that's you knew he it was, was dead. So rough. I love this movie so emotional. We can't get off that last scene. No matter how much we want to critique the rest of the movie, it's just like the feels are just too powerful. The rest of the movie uh, leading up to that that last hour. Feel like just this this great buildup, but that last hour is something else. It's mm-hmm. a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, like, as a fan of not only comic books, if you only watch the movies, perfect. If you're just an MCU fan, yeah. oh yeah, boy, this is the first time yeah. an MCU movie rewards you yes. for watching every, every movie single before. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. But just... but the emotions were set throughout the whole thing. Because right? yeah. even in the beginning, when they went in and killed Thanos over breakfast and everything, over breakfast, Yeah, choice. He was working this When all of that happened, I was already feeding yeah. it. I'm like, yo, look at the animosity these people have. Thor's emotions. Like, Thor's yeah. anger. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo not about just about anger. Thor for not, a second. Thor is amazing. Not just My anger. There was this like this inner sadness that you can see like I killed him but I killed him too late yeah it was, it was a pointless kill it was well he, he failed he failed yeah, right. yeah it, it didn't it didn't rectify anything yeah it didn't matter it didn't make him feel better kind of like the whole revenge never makes you feel better yes. thing but see but that's, Super. that's what makes that scene with his mother so much better when she tells him he's like, we all fail at being the person we're supposed to be I yes. cried dude that I was cried. so yeah. good Just Rene like, Russo killed it in this yeah. one scene better yeah. than she, she did she's, in she's the two movies of Thor that she was in yeah, yeah she was good in Thor I think Thor was like my favorite. But all of that is Thor. It was awesome. Just seeing Mark, in this movie though, or like that, in the movie, like watching oh, this okay. was like the most entertainment that I got was seeing Fat Thor. Oh, Fred Boy Thor. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jeff Bridges Thor. That dude. That was the dude. Lebowski. That was the dude. I love. I love. I love when he's sitting in the chair. He's like, is he? Is he? Uh, is he asleep? No, I think he's dead. I resonated with that character because I am that person. He comes out once a month to get gamer. That is who I am. But sad as I am to say, hats off for the return of Korg and Meek. Yes, Korg in a Hawaiian shirt. No, that whole that whole Fortnite scene was fucking. I just like not sit there laughing because he was there playing. He's like, oh, this guy. He's back again. Oh, I'll take care of it. Noob noob Master 69. No, was it Noob Killer? Noob Master. Noob Master 69. Uh, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. uh, That Raw character was designed after the director. 
Like, no, they, no, 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 they were like no. somebody Anthony. I can remember reading something. Like that. No, no, no. Well, no. Well, oh, the Korg is voiced by Taika Waititi, director of Ragnarok. Yes, and that shirt is one of his favorite shirts. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. No, if you want to talk about the director, the one of the directors was the guy yeah. in the scene yeah. where they're talking. Yeah. He went yeah. on the date with the gay man. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that one. Of, that's yes. one of the reasons. Dude, dude, so that scene, people are like, "Oh, that's a throwaway." And, and, and that scene also, the one who's like, "So what'd you do?" The the thinner guy with the beard. That's Jim Starling. He's the creator yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't pick up. There were some cameos in there. Oh, there are dozens. But to to Justin's point, that where Cap has like that group after that fucking shocking. Flashcard of five years later. Yeah, you see how the just, world has barely moved on. Yeah. Well, just the idea of like everybody around New York because it's a, a big place where people are. Yo, I don't know why, but I really enjoy the Tokyo scene. Running. But hold on, like, so, I'm sorry, like, let me just finish this, yeah, yeah, this moment. Yeah. It, it tells you that like Cap is still a hero when he's not doing his heroics. Mm-hmm. He's still you know being a positive counselor because he was because who was doing that before? And with the soldier, like, Falcon was definitely yeah. Like, Falcon was in charge of that veterans right. group, so, so Cap is, is taking it upon himself to do the same thing. For now, these survivors or veterans of what happened up, he's telling them to move on. Well, he hasn't moved on. He can't. Move. Except, he's bro, lying to the them. Se- it took me the second viewing where he says that that line of oh, we have to move on. He's like, look, I went in the ice in '45, the the same year I met the love of my life. Woke up 70 years later, and everyone's dead. And he goes, hey, but I moved on. We all have to move on. He's never. But he pauses, on. and the way Chris Evans plays, yeah, well, he's amazing. been the he's best amazing. fucking Captain America yeah. since that first movie. He's my cap. Yeah, out of the movies, yeah. out of the that is my cap. He, that is he's my cap. He what? Is there another Captain America? No, no, no but just, just, like, just like it's like, hard to now see it, that right, role go somewhere else. He just said the best. Well, look, look at it this way. He'll understand this. The way they betray Iron Man. When before before Downey got the part, they portrayed Iron Man a completely different way. Right. right. And then when Downey Jr. got became Iron Man, they changed, they changed the character in the comics to be more like Robert Downey Jr. Right. What we're saying is with Captain America, any iteration, whether it be cartoon, comic, whatever, I always think of Chris Evans, Chris Evans. He's when I think of Captain America. Yeah. Just like like Joker. Whenever I think of the Joker, I think of Mark Hamill because he Same. defined the character. Yes, yeah, without voice. Right. Or if you want another one, um. This is Wolverine. It's based on his name. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Jackman yeah. is a good Wolverine. Exactly. Not comic accurate for sure. Not comic accurate, but no. As a Wolverine, he does a good job as it. Yeah. Or if you want to yeah. go saber tooth, live. Driver. Do nothing. That's it. <laughs> okay, I mean, there, Joe. I, I'm, I'm going to pull back on this, but he was hey, a great saber tooth. Yeah. Yeah, what were your gripes? You said you what had were gripes. my gripes. <laughs> but we're still well, bloating a lot. I mean, no. I wanted to flow through the movie, the scenes that we had. Ronan. Was so sick. I don't know why I enjoy that so much, but just seeing him. We had like two seconds of Ronan. Just dead inside. Just him. Well, yeah, like, he lost his they, son. they tell I you would act the same way. Yeah. Hunt. If I lost my son, I would kill everybody in the world, too. Dude. Everybody. Yeah, but it's reason. Yeah, it's reason. He's, He's reasoning only killing the gangsters and like yeah, all yeah, these filthy people. I, I meant villains. I would kill no, I just thought, like, I want a movie just of this. Could you, yeah. could you imagine yeah. if he became Ronan before the devastation? And killed off all those bad guys. Maybe his family would have been spared because it would have been less people to be snapped out. That's okay. a reach. For the oh, gun. that's the type of Maybe. thing that he'd be drunkenly thinking about. That's what life. he would be thinking of while he's killing people. But that's what his. If there was less bad people, there was less people. Yeah, but it seemed to me his to his motivation, and I think they even mentioned it. Is the they end. do. They yeah. do. Is he says he goes the, the all these people that left. You guys lived, and you kill people. Uh huh. So why they got Thanos? You, you got, got me. me. 
I right. love that. That's a great line. I love right? that. Like he's he's being judge, like, uh, judge and execution. Like if I can get uh, Jeremy Renner, Renner, Renner fit, I would like to do a Ronan cosplay okay. just because Hawkeye was very underrated, but then Ronan was amazing. How how crazy that this is the movie of the original six Avengers finding peace for yeah. the first and time in the entire MCU. So crazy. Each and, and it's crazy how each one, but then Hulk's inner peace achievement. Is off screen. We meet him when he's already, but he's already accepted the whole. Right. He was the so first one to find right. Peace. So he's already at peace. But that's so then the other five find peace in this movie. Actually, it could be argued that Tony Stark found the first set, the peace first, right. and then exactly. later yeah, on, yeah, because he started. actually had the life. Yes, yes. he actually so had, his was he had the wife and the happily ever after. Yes, so, and the daughter who's. I like that it added that conflict with him of whether to help the Avengers or not. Beautiful. Of like, look, uh, like the way he puts it to Cap, he goes, bring everyone back and get everyone there. He goes, sure, worth the risk? I'm not sure. But fight for what I have now at all costs. Yeah, his priorities, what he's saying, yeah. his priorities. Well, because he's thinking about it. Look, we're playing with time travel here. It could very much erase his my daughter, daughter yeah. my marriage, all that stuff. I don't want to take yeah. Nobody would want to take that chance. I don't so. know why. I also, like, I was looking. Have you seen The Social Network? Yeah. Okay. So that one scene where he's just like snapping everything into place. That's yeah. what that scene felt like when him snapping the whole like grammatical thing that was going on. Yeah, but that's the that was so sick to just watch on screen. But that's, that's it was a, really but good. Those, those are Iron Man movies. movies. Yeah. All the Iron Man movies. No, but like, wait, he just like, the stuff. That, like emotions that you go through and like he just figured out time travel. And he's like, did I actually just do that? He has like that one well, second. Well, I know. I, I love, I love the scene where he's talking to Pepper afterwards, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> he, you can see it as like, he's dying. The tower. What's up with composting? So what's going on? Is I created time travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, just so we're on the same page here. She goes, and then it's just like time travel. And here's, oh. but the greatness about that scene though is that she finally understands, and that she's been fighting him the whole time. You can't do this. You can't do this. Don't go out there. Don't do it. And in that scene, it's like, I can put it all away. I can bury it, drop it in the bottom of the lake. He said, yeah, but would you really be happy if you did? Yeah, would you be able you, to sleep? Would you be able to rest? Rest. Yeah. That's what it was. That was a lot. Would you ever be rest with yourself? Because he has that, like, Rubik's complex. He has to solve it no matter what. Right. If there's a problem, he has to be the one to solve it. But I like how he's genius. He's basically asking her permission. I can mm -hmm. like exactly what Justin said. I can stop right now and continue being happy well, with you and Morgan. Which shows his character growth. Because before he would have just done whatever like in an infinity war. He just did whatever he wanted. Well it he shows, learned his lesson. Yeah. It shows yeah. Which is beautiful. That, that's so to that point of the lesson and, and I and I love this other podcast um well, Shout out. Uh A Storm of Spoilers. The a Game of Thrones podcast, but they reviewed Endgame. That's how massive this is, and it crosses fans. <laughs> yeah. So they reviewed it, and I love this one guy. I believe it was Dave Gonzalez on the Summer Spoilers uh, podcast. He says that like how I said, like they, everyone's come to peace and they've learned from each other. Uh, Natasha and Hawkeye learning uh, about the importance of family. Natasha literally sacrificing herself for the family that is Avengers. That's okay. her family. Yeah. Hawkeye's coming back. So this on this redemptive arc, coming back to get the family that he lost in the snap, but then Tony, bro, it's, it's crazy how how they worded it. Tony and Steve learned from each other. Right. How Tony finally learned uh, the the lesson Stop. of sacrifice, self sacrifice, and uh, Steve learned from Tony how to live. Right. Beautiful. Awesome. Fucking in, insanely awesome. way, insanely put. Yeah. Beautifully put. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean. Can't argue with that. I found my fetish for peanut butter sandwiches with uh, 
<laughs> you know, you know, so, so, to, so to that point, <laughs> when when Steve is like being all like uppity and optimistic, and Natasha is like being all, all mad or whatever, and I like when he's like, "Oh, like I saw some whales in the Hudson or whatever," and like implying like since there's less people, less boats, less pollution, there's cleaner water, cleaner air, whatever. And I like when it's like if you're telling me to look on the bright side, I'm gonna throw the sandwich at you. Supposedly that is a it's a rumor. It's paying homage to a rumor of the. To the fans. Between uh, Pascal, but, Amy Pascal, Amy Pascal and, Kevin, and Kevin, Feige. Kevin Feige in the meeting between Marvel Studios and Sony when they were asking for the rights of Spider-Man. It's like, look, you fucked it up. Let us fix it. Amy Pascal, the producer, <laughs> got mad and threw her sandwich at Feige. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. actually so awesome. awesome. Yeah, but it's a rumor. No one, neither one has confirmed that actually happened. Well, and it never will be public. But it's funny how they put this little thing and it's like, that's oddly specific. I would love to believe. Speaking it. of we that do, scene, yeah. now that we're on that scene, Kevin has a theory when they're all giving. Them I don't reports. want to take the credit. It was another buddy of my last thought. Okay, okay, but it's still a good theory. When um, what is her name? Because I'm not good with names. Okay, okay, ah, Okoye, When she's talking about the earthquake under the oh, African it's, plains, it's 100 percent Namor. Yeah, that's 100. See, Joe, Joe, I I called it right there in the movie. It's Namor. Namor, okay, Justin, you feel it's, it's Namor? Oh, no problem. I think it's perfect because since they can use him in his own solo movie, yeah, Black Panther he'll, 2. he'll be Black Panther 2. Uh, Which I'm okay uh, with. Villain, the villain uh, Black Panther I am more than okay with. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can I bring something up? Because I thought this was pretty funny and I mentioned it to George before. There is 14 million, was it 500,005 possible no, 14, options? No, 14 million 600 something. I like 14, to believe. 14 million 605. Okay. That all 14. Whatever the oh. number he said, N4, where that rat stepping on the wrong button. And <laughs> when you put it in context, it's a lot less impressive of him just out. sitting there meditating. I love the It memes. was the rat failing over I, and over. Those memes of the rat is like the real MVP of Endgame. It's, it's like exactly. a New York well, rat. Well, I keep seeing the posters of the rat. Were, I remember were, the uh, <laughs> not, not New York rat, though, San Francisco. There were articles I read about the interviews with the Russo brothers where they said that that was like basically the, the whole, that was a real MVP. Like even they said real MVP was that rat. Which is yeah. true. Without that, you don't have Scotland coming back. You don't have quantum you don't have realm. travel travel. Which, which, you don't have time travel, which is why I say Ant-Man and his story was so pivotal. Because yeah. without the quantum realm, you can't fix this. True. Yeah, he was the catalyst to True. the time heist that we get. Which is funny. We haven't even talked about the actual meat of this plot. So I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to navigate us there. But, bro, when Scott finds uh, Cassie older, yeah. Bro, I it brought it brought me to you. Yeah. I won't lie, yeah, that was that was one of those emotional bro, moments. Five years he missed out on that he and, could never get back. And five years that she had to deal with the world without adults, and she thinking, doesn't have her parents. He was dead because he his name yeah, was on his the name was on the, the van. Him finding his own name was worse, I feel, than him finding her name. Yeah, because it's like I've, I've I I'm dead. I'm dead. Terrible moment when they said it was only five hours for him. That was like, imagine not knowing what's going to happen for however long. And it's right. just like, oh, yeah, him learning of the quantum realm, how the quantum realm can screw him. That, that was like, really meaty there. And we kind of just lost over that. There's so much movie. Uh, There's of, a lot of movie yeah. in this movie. Speaking of another cameo, we had the kid from Stranger Things playing young Scott Lang, right? That was a kid from Stranger Things, right? Young Scott Lang. Yeah, when he's Maybe. when they're testing oh, the, the, the oh, suit, oh. you you push the I'm time not sure. through Scott, I not Scott through time. I don't, I don't, I didn't even pay attention. I don't think physics works that way, but no, I, was, <laughs> I was laughing at that whole thing. 
That scene was fantastic. Comparison. It, it was Ant Man's comedy right <laughs> in there. So when Professor Hulk. Was no, that, that's what I was gonna say. That was my favorite part. But fucking Professor Hulk. Then I love the part where he belittled him, not on purpose, <laughs> but still did it. And when he's there, like, oh, you want to take a selfie? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Oh, the lunch <laughs> yeah. scene. No, come on, come on. And the kids are like, well, it's funny because you're seeing the kids' faces. What does he tell to the kids? Dab. Yeah. Hulk <laughs> out. Green. Yeah. All, all these little like, catchphrases. You're just like, oh, God. But you can tell in the kids' faces, they're trying to act while not having an actual thing there. And they're not used to acting with CG. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, God. They keep cutting away to Scott. And I'm just like, these kids don't know how to act without an actual person right, there. Just, just Mark Ruffalo with probably dots on his face. Yeah. Shit. Dots all over, saying stuff, maybe something green. And it's just like, those kids are giving it their best shot. They're giving it their best shot. I see them trying. It was a great But it was still scene, great, though. It's oh, it's a great scene. It's yeah. to show the fucking ant like, no, 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 stop it. No, come on, come on, come on. Because their awkwardness was made and redirected. It's like, they're not being awkward because they're acting. They're being awkward because, like, what the hell is that, man? Why do I want a picture with them? <laughs> the, the awkwardness was redirected. But if you look at it closely, because I've seen the movie four times, you, you're like, yeah, they're they're not they're not doing that because of the movie. They, they're just they're not used to acting with CG. Well, let's get to the actual meat of the plot, and I have to tell Justin because I know he would would remind me. Hopefully, he remembered. I cannot believe they actually did the time travel in this movie. <laughs> when I said that they're not going to do time travel, I knew it, and I hoped it too. I'm like, I don't want time travel. And when you complain about the suits, I'm like the suits are necessary for probably time travel. My problem oh, with the suits was the color scheme. That was a Pepsi. Song. But, that, but it was a, it was a stupid problem. It was just like they just look silly. Mass Effect hater. Yeah, that's, oh, Mass Effect. Nanotech suits worked beautiful. It was, but the only one who didn't have a a, a special helmet was War Machine because apparently Tony exactly. Stark is not a great guy and can't make his friend a nanotech armor. Right. That's yeah. True. I mean, all those years can't do it for his buddy Rhodey, who was like he got super angry when he got paralyzed. But. It still works, right? And it's yeah. still the helmet that was like designed for his head. You know, it's still sick too. Yeah. yeah. But it's I love, cool. I love to not to that point. Uh, uh, I love the scene where they're like, oh man, I studying. Forgot. I forgot. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, no, no, no. I was, I was going to start the podcast a certain way. Completely forgot. Gotcha. Oh, you, you got a special intro? Yeah. Mistakes were made. We record at the end. Kevin can re-edit. No, 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 no. Don't make me work. <laughs> no, because I my one of my favorite one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Scott is kissing uh, Captain America's ass. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's yeah. ass. Yeah. I love that. That was great, bro. I love so many memes of that now. And, and then awesome. later on, when he's fighting himself, and he looks, like, God damn it, that is America's With, ass. And that shows how much Captain America has changed from like the Boy Scout oh, to no, who yeah. he is today. That whole part where he was cringing at himself. Was fucking I can do this all day. I know. I love when he gets the president cap gets him in the in the chokehold. He goes, "Bucky's alive." Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, "What?" Because that's still naive, Captain America. Yeah, that's yeah. Still, like yeah, Avengers One. How crazy is that? Or like watch where it was. It was like, "Where did you get this?" And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "If you only knew, buddy." Like, yeah, <laughs> for real. It was. And how crazy because uh, Marcus and McFeely, the writers of Infinity War and Endgame. They set up really early in the draft, and every version of the draft until the final version, they did not want to incorporate Avengers 1. They're like, no, that's too fan service We don't want to do that. And so the Russos are like, yo, look, like. Yeah, we have to. The, not only we have to, it's just the, there's three Story stones wise. in New York at some point. Yeah, Story-wise, it's the best so, way Right, so it was the easiest way. He's like, look, if we're thinking of it, the Avengers would think of it. Which is why Natasha's the one that's just like, oh, oh he lives in New York? 
guys, there's a moment when all three are in New York, yeah. and he just kind of throws it out there like all dumbly. Like, so you guys how, should know this. How cool is that moment when it's Hulk, a man of science, confronting the ancient one, a, a, a woman no, of yeah, like, no. the How awesome is yeah, that? Even before I, that, the fact that they come back and then you have Hulk who's that angry anymore. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> He'll smash a few things. I hate stairs. I hate, I'm like, Hulk didn't talk in Avengers 1. Oh, yeah, he, he, he did. It's not on screen, but it doesn't mean he couldn't. He's like, oh, Hulk hates stairs. I'm like, yeah. But no, Hulk is talked Hulk has talked since the beginning of. I'm okay with that. Run. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I, no, I, I had no problem with that. No problem. Uh, my whole thing was, I, I really love that scene. The whole, like, he's not angry anymore. Like, uh, one thing i did yeah, notice did it look like angry hulk from avengers one was bigger than professor hulk yeah i think i think that's on purpose i think that's the that's point on purpose. Yeah. yeah it's control i agree i, I wanted to, to well not even controlled anger he just merged the but two no, but not even that from the beginning the, the first time i saw professor hulk i was just like yo he's smaller yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he looks so yeah. I'm glad that they they didn't make that like oh we just made the model exactly they didn't change the it whole was story just like on purpose of like he's calmer so he's not I like I like the Ant Man telling Iron Man you you didn't know they were bad guys yeah. look at them they look like they bad look guys. like bad guys which they do and then they you look at them and you're just like these guys Dude, uh-huh. and, and the elevator scene yeah then you have to call back to the elevator scene which oh. I thought was going that the one way. But then recalls back to the, 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 the comic, comic thing, yes. yes, with Hail Hydra, which yeah. I thought was the perfect way to get that. Get and they're like awesome. younger and Steve Rogers would. I can't believe they got those no. same actors Just to do that scene again. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure they love so, it. So wait, wait, as me is not a comic but person and everything too. Oh, that, Hail, that Hail Hydra thing calls back to that comic uh, thing of. Of Captain being yes. I I do, I do. okay, so that's the only instance. Yeah, yes. it's just a, like a cool little Easter egg to that. Right. Yeah. But it okay. was also cool, like interestingly used to like diffuse the situation of like, hey, right, right. I'm on your secret evil side too. What? But it also like, changes the expectations of the scene too. Yeah, yeah, I liked that part, but the, the only thing that I knew of was just that because that's when we used to go to Hopes and yeah. stuff to do. And I remember you were like, I can't believe this and stuff too. So that I knew terrible. of the comic book moment, but I didn't actually read the comic. But yeah, back to uh, uh, Banner with with the the ancient one. I love that uh, seems Chris's point. Yeah, a man of science talking to a woman of mysticism. But I just like how they got Tilda Swinton back to play it. I like yes. how they got um, what's like Robert Redford to come back, which oh, I thought right. was amazing. Everybody, that was great. They got the same one who mimicked Hugo Weaving as that. Yeah, to come back again for the same like remade scene so that. so here's the thought that i, I didn't Great. so cap has to take all the stones back right so he's got to take them all back wait no, about, the end yeah yeah the end. Okay, well, not so, the plot that we're talking no no, no. About. so he's got to so at the end of the movie he's got to take all the stones back i know we How just do you, keep jumping around like just like the timeline i know i know we're trying but i just i want to get this because i don't want to forget about it um you got to take all the stones. how do you think he feels when he goes to take the stone stone soul stone back to Bormir and he encounters the Red Skull is sitting there at the, at the that, That's half a but, movie on its own. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think about that, though, because I feel like it's still going to be on Cap's side because like, the way that they do though. Red Skull, he doesn't remember. Because remember, he's yeah, he does. The stone is he there. says, I tried. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's too many conversations. Right. One out of time. All right, go ahead, Joe. Go. Because he's saying Red Skull, Red Skull wouldn't be there. Because if you're returning the stone, there's no purpose of Red Skull to protect the stone. True. It's but you need there. someone to explain how you put it back, throw it up into I mean, the cloud. He just like, how do, you, how do you give it back? But, but well, that, would be a, that would be a funny movie, too, where Cap's just standing on the edge. Like, so what do I do? 
<laughs> Hell, Hello. Hello. did anyone explain to him like what happened there? Microsoft Sam. Yeah, <laughs> he comes back. Hey, Chad, I'm like, gonna help you. He throws, he throws the stone up, throws the shield to like give it a boost. What shield? Yeah, he throws yeah. a hammer. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, he throws yeah. a hammer. If anything, no way. But he, he, so how weird that Cap has to go. Back to Asgard and like re-inject Natalie Portman? I tell yes. you, I'm telling you, there's an issue where you didn't see this. I just stand by it. At one point, he knocked her out and put it in her butt. I think you fucking did it. That's the title. <laughs> see, all I thought about was the fact that, you know, because when he, at the end, when he goes it, he goes to take everything back, he's got the hammer in his hand. And at, at the first viewing, I'm like, oh, isn't that cool? He got to keep the hammer. Not thinking about he's gonna taking it to put it back. Yeah, when you do the, I just kept thinking about the hammer because really all I had to do is show up at Asgard, drop it, leave because <laughs> it could just be called from anywhere. I'm so he's taking it back because the ancient one again. Yeah, we're trying to get to. Sorry, the ancient one explaining to Bruce is like, if you take the stones in this version of this timeline, this reality, Change you're gonna it. leave us defenseless, and you cause this new shit, this yes. new rift. Yeah, he's still and cool how she's visualizing it. For him, I mean, it's great for the audience. Yeah, but I like how he's the one that comes up with the conclusion of, well, what if we put them back just after the point where we've took him? But how weird was it that he grabbed an imaginary time stone out of the air and put it back into it? I was like, hey, Bruce, can you do anything? This is a giant green monster slash mad scientist. I'm pretty sure grabbing something from midair is not the. No, but this was onto her magic, the ability that you make something active as a visual yeah, display. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not going to say it's But him believing it. But he wasn't in the Hulk body when he did it. He was, no, I know. I'm just saying what a weird leap that he would believe that he could just grab air and it would manifest in this projection. Yes. Bro, we're it, talking it about back time to... travel here. I'm right. your expectations on top, right. on top of that, it's the Source of Supreme, dude. Yeah. It's raw shit. And it's Bruce Banner, the like second smartest person on the planet. Yeah, after Tony Stark. He's got a few portals at this point in the story, so I'm pretty sure he figures out. Rocket thinks he's smarter. Oh yeah, he's like you're you're only the smartest person on this planet. Uh, I, I love Rocket. For the end, I think Cap Cap still broke the timeline though. Yeah, I'm saying he broke he, it. Okay, so to model to that, when Cap finally, because again, ancient one, the ancient one explains it. You create a new timeline or a new reality in this in this rift, and he did. When all the stones are, are uh, even uh, time displaced, they have to be put back to solidify this timeline, solidify this reality. Once Cap put him back and he stayed, he solidified the timeline. Yeah. That's why he's there at the end because it's no longer. If he a stayed, there's timeline. no there's no purpose of shield. But, if he stayed, well, no, he, he, he didn't do anything. He what kept his head down the whole time. Well, yeah, what he's so. saying is that he was always there. Is that even through Watching. the first Avengers movie? I think Captain America, the biggest soldier yeah. on the planet, decided to sit in a room and not do anything mm-hmm. because, right. because he was happy with his life. Yeah, yeah, because he knew himself was already. Right, which we can have and children point, now. And at some point, there was three caps. Yes, yes. there is a point in time yes. where there's three caps during the first Avengers movie. Yeah, but and seventies. Uh, going back to that same thing, like I said, I read the article with the Russo brothers interview and everything, and they said that at that point, where where yes, at what at any given point, there was two Captain Americas: like one that Minimum. was living out his life, one that was doing all this, the Avengers bullshit. And type of thing yeah. too. So the fact that they even said, it, I'm like, okay, it's written into the story. That's how I took it. Exactly. No, no. Mm-hmm. That, that that is solidified. My thing is, and this is going to my theory for future phases, is that things are still not a hundred percent the timeline. No. That Thanos, Gamora gone, bunch of other stuff, Nebula dead. You know, that means Loki we're gonna, getting away. Loki going getting away yeah. with the space. Uh, I, think, I think that's, that's the, the only weird. That's the app. 
I feel that there are going to be things that are messed up because small variances happen with time travel. We see that yes. all the time, you know, like in Die Hard. <clears throat> Wait, no, that's not time travel. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel the next phase going forward is going to be the multiverse and all these different timelines being dubbed okay. the multiverse. And the end of it all is going to eventually be the crashing together of the multiverse, which will be a nice, easy way to introduce mutants from a different you know, universe. Wars, man. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yeah. We're not going to do Secret Wars. The scrolls were, were be- benevolent. I'm not going to lie. I don't care too much. They're, they're going to read. I just want Galactus. Yeah. yeah well, Galactus is the huge, not the big bad, the huge bad. I know. That but will be in This time. is me going from a gamer. Not I'm the gamer. Survivor of the 10 I years. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go. Multiverse? Multiverse. But what you're saying about the clashing of timelines, that would actually fit in very well with who should probably be the next villain of the series. Kang. Kang. Kang, Kang the Conqueror. I thought we were going to see Kang. He's probably going to come and like, you messed up the timeline exactly. by creating others. Now I But see, Kang always you. messed up because he's, he's a couple of different people. Right. Especially if you've read, um, uh, what is it, Young Avengers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's Iron Lad. And then he becomes Kang, and then eventually he becomes Immortus. Do you, do you own those? Your comicsology? No, that's maybe serious. Young Avengers. Damn, because I actually want to read that. That's curious. I'm curious. I'm just saying. But comicsology comes with whatever Marvel Unlimited has, so oh, it yeah, might be the, the, I, it's I probably actually, there. I actually want to read this, and it might be uh, what is it called, trade paperback or like? But yeah, that that could be the next big bag. But if, if that's is that your guess, Justin? Yeah, I think I think that would be a good way to go because I'm trying to think of who they could use because they wouldn't use Doom. Doom no. is kind of more is is kind of specifically Fantastic Four. I, I Galactus think getting, is the same thing. Yeah, I think we're getting multi-dimensional because we've now got the quantum realm, the astral plane, the, the other, other dimension. Way. What's the the dimension where uh, Dormammu is from? Dark. Dark dimension. So I think I think we will eventually get to let's say negative zone, so they call it negative dimension. Yeah, so I was just gonna say the, the so Annihilus might be another big bad. That's another one, yeah. I just want especially with the Ant Man. I would love to see some sort of iteration of God did. I don't know. No, no, no. That's like that's like you gotta introduce Doom first. Yeah, that's like phase six, man. That's that's phase six. Yeah, twenty years. When it does happen, I'll be very happy. I can tell you that. So to me, as much as I love God Doom, that to me signals when they're running out of ideas. Yeah, that's crazy. What are we gonna do now? Let's do this. Hey, so with that said, I'm just curious. What does everyone think about the next? What's what's the Black Widow movie gonna do? Only prequel, 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 and better part prequel of her life. And her and and Clint talked a lot about how they came together, how she yeah, joined Budapest Theo. is mentioned Budapest. twice. Budapest, so that's probably gonna this be is going to be them coming together. It's going to be a beautiful story where you might get I, a It then, would pro- it'll probably be one of the scenes where it's a split, where you have a lot of scenes taking place in the modern day where she first joined Shield, learning how to work with others, and then it kind of flashes back to her in the beginning in the Red Room yeah. and moving forward becoming right. an assassin. Now, yes. now why? I now, out of your own curiosity, because I don't know, like, why would this happen after? Because they, they can't, they can't get their shit together to give her a movie before this. That is because female star, female star, like movies are important now. Maybe there was like a sense Look, of purpose. And, 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 so and, I, and I saw what you did, that, that downplaying my rescue movie. But <laughs> you fucking communist. Explain that for the listeners. I, I, but um. Oh yeah, I, I said I would really like a rescue movie. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Which and would then, be Pepper Potts. Yeah. 
But I'm not saying only her. I would just say I would like a movie with her in it. So A-Force. Like yeah, I said that. I said I think an A-Force movie would be interesting, especially Which, after you that. get like, the kind of introduction for him already in this movie. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I really dug that. They gave us like 10, 15 seconds in Infinity War, like 20 seconds in Endgame. It's like, yeah, we would watch that. An all-female-led Avengers team. Yeah, in the MCU. And, you can yeah. still and it's all characters we already know. Which are all very attractive on top of that. Yeah. Look, I mean, like, I'm not complaining about most characters. That's, 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 that's a big deal. I can't give a shit if the bitches, but the ugly. I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Right I'm just scared of the bitches. I, I, I just swear there won't be Scarlett uh, Johansson because she's dead. They're going to no, bring her like, back. You don't think they're not going to bring her back? No. no. They're going to bring her back. No. This is in comic books. No. No. In the Widow, that's what we're talking about. Robert Downey Jr. No, I'm just saying. I'm going to bring her more No, they've already said that there's a way for Downey to come back, but not in like the hologram. Wait. When he wants. Can you elaborate on that? In the comics, his consciousness is in a hologram. Yeah. So to give him like the It's Tony. And he controls suits. Kind of like how was yeah. it Jarvis and yeah, so it's, so it's like an AI version of, of his yeah, his right. physical body's in a coma, but he's in that's in the comic. Own. That's in the comic. That's right. not that was when they relaunched it. So he did a lot of voice acting. The female version of Iron Man, they did Iron right. Heart. That was the whole thing with her when but, she was but, getting coached by an AI version. Of you, you don't think Guardians beautiful. Three is gonna be all about the Okay, that's cool. Finding oh yeah, as Guardians of the Galaxy search for but that's wait, but that's it. But that's if that's if that's when they're gonna do it because. Both the first two Guardians movies took place before Avengers. No, but so, but the third one could still take place because remember at the end of it's still at the end of um at the end of Guardians two they still had the, the Milano, right? And then in, in, in Infinity Infinity War they had a completely different ship, the Benatar. So something happened <laughs> between then and there that changed. That's so true. they're not going after that Gamora. They're gonna go get Gamora's soul. From Hela. No, no, no. Oh, yes. No. Actually, no, she sent the stone, and the stone is destroyed. Why do you think Thor went with them? Thor's going to know about that mythology. Thor doesn't know anything about anything. Yes, he does. Thor knows like about that. to bring. They're, gonna, they're but, not going after that Gamora. They're going to go get. They're going to go bargain with Hela to get that Gamora. I think that's a stretch because you think James Gunn wrote Widow. that three years ago? Why no. not? 110%. Your boy Kevin Feige has. I want Thor to be in the next Guardians movie. He is in there. He's in there. He's in there. Yeah. And, and, and only uh, if they continue from this point forward. Yes. If they don't do something before this happens. No, no. They, it's going to be go the forward. search for a time displaced Gamora. Yeah. They kind of hinted at right. it with the screen of Gamora's picture and right. the word searching. But reverse. they're not going to go after her. Well, Thor's going to tell them we have to go to see Hela, Goddess of Death. To bring back more maybe. and bring back yeah, Black Let's say maybe that's, right, that's, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, if, if you're going to bring that's back... That's the only reason you can bring those two back. back. Both. both. Because they were both sacrificed for the soul stuff. See, I don't see, I don't see James no. Gunn Backtracking. just incorporating Thor into his... Into his right, there's a reason. No reason. There's no a reason. Yeah. And that's yeah, the yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What I'm cool. saying is... I'm saying if he incorporated Thor, if that's not, uh, you know, them doing it themselves. Right. But I'm saying, I mean, James Gunn, from the beginning, has seemed to have a coherent story for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. For these characters, right. so to me, the addition of Thor at the end of this movie—I mean, unless Jet was the, from the point, he's like, "Look, I'd really love to get my hands on Thor," and they're like, "We can need to put that in there." Okay, fine, I can see that, but I don't see them giving them. Th- I don't know. I just—I think there's another movie before we get Thor with them. But why go back at this point? No one's gonna wait. I honestly agree with that. It just depends this on what. Jay, it just depends on what James Gunn has written for this right. Thor. What he's done. That's Remember, they're going through his script. 
It's just now you give us this. It's like no one wants to go back. You don't like, think I don't show no, us. I, I, Dude, I, we're I, now in 2023. Wait, wait, wait. Show us that present now. That you, new you future. You don't think James Gunn didn't know about Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't want the before. I continue. No, we're, go we're search for this way. Right, Captain Marvel forward. said there's lots of other universes that, well, not other planets that need to help. Right. So they're probably just going to go to the future and do that instead. I, don't, I really don't no, see no, a no, no. They're not going back. The only yeah. movie going back is searching for Gamora. That's the only movie because that's what they give you at the end of it. All right. All I'm saying is I, I I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that when they were talking about when Infinity War happened and they said, oh, there seems to have been a time jump for the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Someone said that, oh, well, we're going to get back to you know what happened between them and then and now. But who said that? That's weird. I, James Gunn. I think they were interviewing mm. him and they were. I I could be. I, this is a long time ago. But that's so, weird, because think of it now. What? So but Phase 4 is all prequels? No. Black Widow's prequel? No. That's prequel? No. Like, none no. of it's prequel. Well, Black Black the only way is Black Widow. That's Black it. a prequel. That's it. Yeah, but then you're talking about Guardians of Before. So that would be another one. Far, Guardians Guardians is before. Far From Home is after. Supposedly. I would say Doctor Strange Supposedly. is after. Which no. I still find weird that is. really Peter and all his friends oh. were snapped and brought back. You see how they all over it. It's just him and Ned. No, no, no. Flash Thompson's not there. No, MJ's sure. not there. But if you look at the, if you look at if you look at what's going on around them in that scene when they all meet up, it does look like everybody's kind of like, "Oh, I haven't seen you." Right. There's just, a lot of there's a lot of hey, we're, we've been gone for a while. Because it's not just those two; it's kind of happening all over the place. You have so many billions of people on the planet. Yes, all of them and their friends were snapped away. Just I get mean, over it, it's a very it's a big stretch to believe that the entire high school was gone. Well, sure. high school. Well, right. Not, it's a, it's yeah, a yeah, decent yeah. stretch. Not a big stretch. Maybe it was just all the people he wasn't friends with. I just hope that it, in the next movie that some of the class was. I'm sure. Yeah, some, growing I'm up, sure someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in class, and like half the seats oh, are not, not like even, yeah. Yeah. Imagine seeing yeah. that. Which yeah. is and yeah. then but the other half say is Flash Thompson and Not even that they say that they grew up. It's just that half your class is the class that was there. Before. And that, right. look, and it seems like from the trailers of this movie, it seems like Peter's depressed anyway because he's like, I don't even want to be Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. I just want to go on this vacation with spend time with him. Which so he's great. obviously depressed about being this character for some reason. Maybe that's it. Maybe he, the world's moved on without him, and he's trying to figure out what yeah, he would contribute to this world now. Without a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, no one cares about him at this point. Yeah, yeah. and he was barely—he was just starting to get a name for himself. Exactly. As it was. Oh, that would be a little heartbreaking for young Peter. I think it'd be cool. That's a, to me that's that would, that would be a be dope good. exploration. Yeah, and Tom Holland could pull it off. Oh yeah, of course. Well, just the the, the emotional complex of. Because I see in this movie him very much trying to figure out if he even wants to be Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. You know, and him being just forced into it by Nick. Yeah. Right. Just kind of like, you know, even even coming to the conclusion while he's in in, uh, in Italy where he's like, I'm not going to be Spider-Man anymore. And that's exactly when Nick Fury shows up. He's like, no, we got, we got, we got more stuff to do. So, so now that you, that you brought that up, George, of uh, Nick Fury pushing him to be, to be Spider-Man, <laughs> or just showing we're, up. We're away from Endgame now. Yeah. Now it's just crazy fan theories that I want to get into. I, I have read again, of course, the crazy shit on on Reddit. Read too much. That Nick, being Nick Fury being there, uh, uh, is the first hint that there might be scrolls, and then now Phase Four is leading up to Secret Wars. And I'm just like, why? And then someone explains of like the vanishing. Maybe some people got messed up and switched, and you're not gonna notice because it's been five years. My thing is, I honestly feel that in Captain Marvel, when he made the comment about diagonally cut sandwiches. 
and in I forgot what movie it was when he did a diagonally cut sandwich. Or Edge Ultron. Yes. I feel like that's still a thing that they're going to play on because it's such a specific detail, they're going to do something about it. And I feel like since it wasn't resolved in Endgame, obviously because of other things, would, it's going to be resolved later on. I would, I would lean, as far as I'm being benevolent, I, mean, I would lean more towards that that was just that kind of that sell. Like, not all scrolls kind of follow the same. Yeah, so, yeah right. The, there are still some bad ones. Yeah. Just like there are good and bad ones. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Or it, you, could, you could just go back even and say that the scrolls were put on a mission so many years ago, and they're all on Earth now, still following that mission, not realizing that the world, their world has changed. The whole war has changed because right. they haven't been able, they haven't been off the planet to communicate with anybody, they've just been continuing the or, or religious sect. We or all that, know that religious yeah. sects always exist in every race. But then again, we also have to include Nova Corps because Nova Corps should be coming. Well, out. Nova should be coming. Exactly. Actually, no, they're decimated. They're decimated. This, this could be the rebirth of the Nova Corps and having a human. But why, watching Richard Ryder rebuild, that'd be great. Yeah. I... I'm a Green Lantern fan, but uh, you know, of course, we can't have a good Green Lantern movie. So I'm like, hey, let's do no. Yes. Instead, I'll live. Yes. Justin, I believe it when I see it. We had a great Hal Jordan, and it went to ash. When did we have a great Hal Jordan? I like. <laughs> uh, some of us like the Detective Pikachu. Yeah, but Ryan Reynolds was completely wrong for that part. No, he was fantastic. No. Nathan Fillion voicing Hal Jordan in the Justice League movie animated. Great. Animated, great. yes, but he doesn't have the look of Hal Jordan. Is that, is that the black Hal Jordan? No, that's, that's not close Jordan. enough. That's not yeah, black. Listen, I don't know shit. I'm the, I'm the, the lame man here. Okay, hey, so you guys want to hop back to Endgame real quick? Yeah. <laughs> that could be another title. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand by that. That's my story. Comics for the lame. No, not comics. Nerd for the layman. That's did anybody? Story. Did anybody have any issues? With this movie, that they just, just the time travel. Okay, you didn't like it. No, no, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just you didn't want it. It's so hot. I was not wanting it. I liked the way it was done with the fan service, but it's just the ending. I'm like, yo, you left a lot open for that. Like, how we're here discussing how would have it been tied, and we just we just don't know. And I kind of don't like the not knowing that it's it was left very ambiguous. I think it was done on purpose, though. That's the thing. I know you hate it, but if you leave it open, like when you say general statements in the regular world, it leaves it open to interpretation and leaves you open to make changes later on. This way, the Russo brothers left it open for the next director, the next writers, the next showrunners, whatever you want, can do things differently, can have wiggle room, things to play with. New face. There's a, there's, it just, see, to me, it open, it's good and it's bad because you get stuff that could be really interesting, but then you can get shit that's like, oh, okay. We've written ourselves into a corner. How do we get out? Uh, time travel thing in that movie. We'll just we'll blame it on that. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's bad. But I feel like it wasn't written into a corner. I feel like they... No, what it. I'm saying is when you have a situation like that, that could be taken that way. Okay. Where when yes. if, if they're writing... It could very easily be used both ways. It could very easily be like... They could use it to their advantage, create another Avengers movie and go, oh, that was really amazing. But it could also be used negatively because when you, when these writers have a tendency yeah. to write themselves in a corner and they're trying to figure out a way out of it, and they just go, they get lazy and they go, we'll just use the time travel thing for. I feel like Feige and everyone else who's on this is too emotionally invested, or that they know too much about the characters to to use such a ploy. If they haven't used such a ploy in twenty two movies, uh, but see, with the argue, exception of one or two, I would argue they already have. I, with the exception <laughs> of one or two, 
uh, I feel like it's not going to be. And I would argue that it was in this movie. But that's why I didn't. I didn't want to vocalize that gripe that too much because it still gave me the you know this amazing ending of cap ending racism. My, <laughs> my, my which gripe, is one of my gripes. My gripes was uh, Nebula not telling Black Widow or Hawkeye, "Hey, you're going to Vormir. One of you are going to die." Like, she didn't know. Well, she, she said know. the plan. Yeah, you're, said, right, you're right. She didn't know. No, but she didn't know how. No, yeah, she said my father took my sister to, yeah. and, and she, she didn't. She was murdered. Yeah, but doesn't mean she. But knew. she didn't know. But she didn't know the, the exact process. specifics. She didn't know. Okay, when he's gonna get there, he's gotta give up something. He loves. Thanos didn't so say anything. He about didn't it. tell her that. He just knows. All she knew was that he went there and didn't come back with, with her. her. If that has to be spelled out for you. I think you. No, uh, it does. Sometimes it does. If Nebula would have returned, let me tell you. See, every play by play is different. Yeah, Brody's another one. If after um, getting the time stone, when Nebula runs to the ship to warn Hawkeye and Natasha, but, if she just would have returned, all, all things would have been fine. But that, Thanos that, that, to the present. That, that whole statement was just like a blanket. Thanos left, went to this planet. He, my sister did not come back. How did he get a stone? She said it. Okay, she explained it, and then they put it together later on. Natasha put it together later on. Let's let's okay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else? That, and that do part. you have anything you wanted to to bring up that you were like? Eh. I gripes. I will say the first two hours after seeing it four times, at some point get a little bit slow. The Scott Lang point, I know it was all for the audience, but at the same time, after being someone who's watched all the movies and saw Infinity War just before and uh, Ant Man the Wasp again recently two weeks before, I, I thought the whole Scott Lang, uh, you know, coming back the rat and everything could have been shortened a little bit. But and the Professor Hulk stuff, you know. Give me a, I'd rather have a 15 minute clip of him in the laboratory putting it together than him explaining it and then dabbing afterwards. So little things like that. That was that was one of my gripes with this movie. Yeah. It, 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 it's, well, no, it's, it's the fact that it's Professor Hattie only exists in this movie so that he can put the glove on. Yeah. Because literally, he's, he's the only he one. That, he gets, it's mostly he's the only one that can put it on. True. And if he can, has to Hulk out to do it, they have to spend time with Okay, Hulk, calm down. You got to put the glove on. Think about this and snap your finger. No, he exists. What's the term? McGuffin? Solely. Yeah. He, it's, uh, it's Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. It's, he's, he's, he exists solely. They created, they put the character in the movie solely so he can put the But he on. says it. So that's why it's less but, like it was more planned. But see, my gripe is that in the last movie, the entire movie was spent him trying to figure out. Why he couldn't turn into the Hulk? But he says it here. Don't, but you don't get that. But he at least says it. Why you know we both lost. Hulk lost. Banner lost. We all lost. He mentions that line, and that's like the whole. You still don't get scared. That's what he's saying. You still don't get to experience that. Exactly. Like Game of Thrones. I I said when we first started talking about Endgame, it was like it's funny how every Avenger got their journey for you know uh, inner peace, except Hulk. He starts off, he's already at peace with himself. <laughs> and, and we never saw that. That is another movie unto itself. Yeah. yeah. And then the other That's thing itself. And the other thing is you get no no nothing for vision. Nothing for vision other words Scarlet Witch. But she doesn't even mention it. Right. All she, she says no, all end. she says is you ruined my life. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. At, at the, the end, end when she's by the lake oh, with right. Clint. After Tony's yeah. funeral, yeah. she's like, I wish we could tell. Oh, no. It was yeah, he goes, I wish I could tell. There was a way I could tell her we won. He, and she's like, she knows. They both know. Yeah. It's, a, it's still a source for Remember, Vision also sacrificed himself to not let Thanos win. And just before that, he told her to kill him. Yeah. So she had to kill him, number one, 
then had to watch Stanley rewind time and kill him himself. Yeah. And, and, and that's still fresh. And not come back. And that's still fresh for her. Because literally, she got snapped right after. Then she comes back full of rage. Okay. So she's talking about her. That's right. She's still in that moment. Yes, that's she true. Is. Yeah. She's in the moment where he just did that. Her vengeance scene was absolutely fantastic. That was amazing. I loved it. I loved her ripping him apart, all his armor being shredded off. Yeah, him being, him trying to sta- uh, slash her down and her actually blocking it and being like, no, nah, I got this. I'm good. No, well, exactly to your point. When, when Scarlet Witch tells him, like, you took everything from me, and he's like, I don't even you know, know who you are. are. You yeah. will. How awesome is that? And she said, you will. you will. And she tore that ass down. <laughs> I just, I found, I found that, I just was like, oh, because that was one of the things going into this movie I wanted to see was like, what they were going to do with Vision. And they didn't do anything. Nothing. They did nothing. They, nothing. Didn't even, they didn't even show his body. Like, well, there's nothing we do with that piece of shit. But then this is like you one know? of those memes of like the, the Russos hate Vision, so they nerfed him and killed him. And then now they, they don't even mention him. Well, I mean, <laughs> Doctor Strange got pulled out of the game. He's so powerful. They're like, right. control the waterfall. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of a Captain lame. Marvel, so strong, she doesn't come into the last like sequence. It. Yeah, but like that, that worked well. It worked well. But, yeah. What I was saying is like the uh, fucking... Uh, Doctor Strange. I thought that was amazing in its own sense because the fact of the matter is, I'm like, okay, he's not a part of this. He's not showing his badassery because he's protecting everybody. Yeah, it's how you pull a character out of the fight. Yeah, yeah. I like how you nerf him. But maybe he knows it's it's supposed to have ended that way. Yeah, so he, he goes, goes to figure. Tony and he gives him the, the one. The one. number one. And it, and you just see Tony's face and it's like, oh, at that moment, I was like, he's going to die. Okay, yeah. so the, the last thing I want to bring up, and this is this. It's not an. I shouldn't say it's a sore subject. Me. I just don't care for it. How do we feel about the Cap Sam scene at the end of the movie? Both great. Passing the torch. I mean. Well, hold on. Let Joe. Joe, why? Why do okay, you think it's great? You, you think it's great? Because I believe he discussed it with Winter Soldier before he did it to pass on the mantle to to Falcon. Because because you see it, Winter Soldier's like, yeah, go. Yeah. He and he was a nod. He like, knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sam looks at him when he gets the shield, yeah. and, and Bucky's like, he nods. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Cap had the conversation with Winter Soldier. Remember, this before. is Winter Soldier during Infinity War, when he's still a broken man trying yeah. to figure out who he is. He only fights because he's asked to fight. I don't care. He's still I mean, broken. I would rather Winter Soldier be Captain America, but... That time. That's my thing, and I'm going off a layman's approach. Yeah, just the, the movies. Yeah, just the movies and everything, too. My whole beef with it is just, like, uh, I see Captain Falcon. like the, the Captain way. Falcon, I sure. like that. We'll go with Captain Falcon. Nice but the, the way they explained the, the guy, he was always a side character. He was always an off and True. type of extra. So was Bucky. So, Bucky was used as literal plot points. But you knew Bucky was strong. Like, that's the whole strong story. Strong how? Oh, Get an arm. What do you mean? He no, was no, a he's, super soldier. He's he super was super fucking super. shit up. And yeah. you know he was like a raw dude. But I mean, the way you say it, it's like, he was also a villain. My English I mean, isn't Yeah, good. they had a whole movie yeah, around. Like he was <laughs> That's the title. My English My English is, yeah, I think I might use that one. <laughs> <laughs> My English is Bucky was a villain. But it doesn't matter. He was still strong. And then you got this dude who was kind of a side character. He was like iffy on most parts, always thrown in like, oh yeah, he's here. And now all of a sudden he's fucking. Captain think of it this way, and again, another podcast said, and I, I can't remember who it was. It's like now Sam will have to work five times as hard to be the new cap, but the fact is, he will. Yeah, he better. the pressure, the resilience, he has the soul to do it. And Captain America isn't about being a super soldier. Captain America is a symbol of hope. Yeah, for the country 
Who embodies that more than Sam, who has idolized Captain America? And not only that, he has uplifted Steve Rogers he has to be better. Behind him and, uh, and behind you, him, you can't be him him everything. Soft. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. You know who embodies it? Almighty. Who? Almighty. Why did you have to do that? My hair can <laughs> I mean, get out. Take your sky bison and fly away with me. You brought him. <laughs> yeah. But to, just to, to continue that point, I didn't like it at first. I don't. I it, don't it's one it. of those points that it, to me, I reveled in it more, and the more I thought it, the more I understood why Cap chose it. Like, from a movie, from a movie standpoint, see, even from a movie standpoint, I have a little bit of trouble with it because right. you have a character like Bucky, who he, I mean, he sacrificed. I mean, Cap sacrificed his friendship with the rest of the Avengers true. to save with the country. True. Exactly. And then at the end of this movie, the heart to heart is between somebody who was always on his side. It's like the, I, feel like, any story. I felt like the heart to heart should have been between yeah. him and Bucky. Yeah. Because, you know, it just like they were friends and then they were enemies and then they became friends again. And if anybody's confused, it's Bucky out of mm-hmm. all of this situation. Mm-hmm. So I felt that the heart to heart should have been between those two. I personally have a I do not like Falcon Captain America, but my, my, my gripe with that is just I mean it has nothing to do with him being black. It has nothing to do with right. my gripe with that is that Falcon is a character that has existed since almost as long as Captain America's existed, right? And then you're changing you're not changing the character. He doesn't become Captain America, he becomes Captain America Falcon, where it's, they combine the two. Right. Where he was already his own character, whereas you had a character like Bucky, who really wasn't a well-known character and then they made him captain america which yeah. i thought was brilliant yep. the way especially since he was the sidekick of captain america mm-hmm. so you had him graduate to become the hero which i always thought was great idea for the character so that was why i always had an issue with that and i i but i could see from a movie standpoint when you skip to the end of this movie and you go okay well you people like sam more than they like bucky so they want to see sam get the next phase i, I get the hero it. i get it i get it I just I'm with a mirror in that, yeah, he's a symbol of hope and everything like that. But Captain America has to be able to back up what he says, and Falcon can't do that. Okay, right. now again to now explain rebuttal that I'll explain my mental process of it again. I did not like it at first. Yeah. I am now on the polar opposite on that. That I now really like it. Okay, Cap again the symbolism and whatnot. He is a superhero to himself, but it's more than beyond. A symbol or or uh, or his strength and whatnot, what he can do, superhumanly uh, possible. It's also what is Cap shown doing uh, after these five years? What Sam was doing when he met him, being the the help of helping other people who can't help themselves. These veterans, these people who are trying to move on. So he's still being a hero even without the strength, without the symbol, without being the, the superpowered uh, uh, being that he is. So in his mind. The only person that can carry the mantle is the one that already does it without the mantle. Okay, see, now... Yeah, but what gives him strength? Come closer to the mic, yeah. bro. Well, God damn it. Well, my problem is, <laughs> what gives him strength now? He just has that's strength. My, my problem is... He has, sure, he has the ideology. Sure. Everything too. But what does that matter? In Captain America... So what does it matter to you? It matters to me because I'm just like, I want someone who, if they're fighting for the, the right, they can fight. But he can. He's he done it time and he, time and time killed, again. The dude's got his, his ass whooped in almost everything I've seen. Uh, but you see him kill in Endgame 
with his wings and everything, giant monsters. Yeah. Giant Chitari, right? Uh, no, but, I don't know what they were. But what that is yeah, Chitari. Not, not, not giant ape. No, it's Chitari. Creatures. Not, not to stop. Chitari is the extras. But no, no, no. How about this? In the Captain answer. America, the first Avenger, the majority of that movie is spent with Steve Rogers being put to the side and being this kind of side project. Be like, hey, look, we have a super soldier. Look, he's doing shows and going around and boosting morale. He had all that strength and nothing to show for it. And then Falcon, he can fight. He may not be able to fight on a super soldier level, but he can fight as a human. And we've seen time and time again in the Marvel Universe, Hawkeye, Natasha, that humans can kick ass. But even then, like you say, Natasha and all this stuff too, and now we saw like they handled the extras. Layman. <laughs> that, that's the my whole thing too. That, that, and I'm telling you this from they a layman perspective. Yeah, yeah. They handled the extras. There's, there's a fair amount of truth to that. I see where you're coming from. I do like it. I do. It makes a lot of sense right. in the context of this movie. But I'm going to tell you one thing that keeps coming back to me over and over and over again when I think of, and this is just me, thinking, when I think of Captain America, the one thing that always pops into my mind, always, is when Bucky's trying to get away with that helicopter. And he's holding onto the helicopter yeah. and he's preventing so it from point. getting away. And at no point in that scene did I not believe that he could do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then Falcon is like, what was he going to do? <laughs> I lost an arm. <laughs> He's going to send out the Falcon. Literally, man. I'm not going to keep no, arguing no, 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 this because no, no, no. you're not changing my mind. I'm not changing your mind. Didn't Falcon dropkick the helicopter? Yes, he did. He did. But, okay, I'm going to just what? toss out an idea here. It just completely fathomed in my head. What if this Disney Plus series called Falcon and Bucky See, yeah. is the passing of the torch of Falcon oh, to Bucky? Uh, that, uh, that negates what Captain... No, no, no. I believe he's Captain Falcon. And let, let it be Bucky's him. And, like, some people are like, oh, what if it's him becoming Captain Falcon? Okay. No, no, no. What's amusing your term, Amir? Let it be him being Captain Falcon from episode one and him being like, I can't do this. Bucky, you're a super soldier. And Bucky becoming to terms no. from being a villain to being you know like what? a hero. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go against Well, that as too. a hero. If they, show, if they show Captain Falcon, like you said, I don't know where it's showing some kind of like promise that he can be this strong individual, then I'll be for it. But my whole beef with it is just that this guy was Give not shown of armor. as a strong individual. He was shown as like... Someone that can do things, sure, but not at the, the tier of that's superhuman. Or again, I already know you're just taking it way too literally. But again, you're not changing my mind. Right. It's a, it's a but that, I know I can't change the movie. I'm going literally off of the movies because I'm not. So am I. I'm not going to anything on the books. I'm here. Based on the As movies. Smash Brothers. Who would win? Captain Falcon or, or the other Captain Falcon? Oh, come uh, on. Captain Falcon. Captain <laughs> Nintendo Look, Captain Falcon? <laughs> yeah. Just like Batman, Captain America's a symbol. What? One fucking punch in the game. No, right. <laughs> Captain America's a symbol. That's what it's all about. Boosting morale and giving people hope. It could be human. It could be superhuman. It could be a goddamn alien for all I care. Could it be a taco? Yes. He took care of a Captain, Captain, Taco. Captain Taco. Hey, and speaking of tacos, that scene where Scott Lang uh, gets his taco blown out because Nebula and Rocket land. Hilarious. That did not sound right. You wore that really weird. (laughs) And I will take it. Scott Lang's taco. Although, I will say, after watching that scene last night, I I, I had to have Taco Bell today because of that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Take us out, bro. All right. Well, I guess we're going (laughs) to end it there. There's a lot more to talk about. I guess we'll be continuing to discuss this in the future weeks. Yeah. The future years. Yeah. Yeah. There's There's still tons more, but I thought we should all get together. 
and have this conversation and at least get everything out now. Get the big stuff out because we're all going to go to bed tonight. We're all going to wake up tomorrow and go, should have said this. Should have said that. Yep. And that's what next week's going to be about. It's going to be about kind of revisiting these ideas. Hashtag now my Captain America. <laughs> and and game part two, and and game discussions part two next Can you week. You stop making up titles, this fucking episode. <laughs> I mean, his his taglines are always title worthy. Yeah. Night King machine. wants a, uh, a sandwich. Just just throwing it back. Podrick will still take the throne. Jesus Christ. I'm positive with it. That's it. We're in the middle. Yeah, I gotta call it on this one. Fuck that. Rogue Nation podcast. Don't anybody say it. We're leaving. Turn the fuck off. Don't say it. Turn the fuck <laughs> off. Follow us on all social media. Yes, all yes. Thank you. Follow Rogue us on Nation also, Pod. Throw Nation Pod. We're on all, all podcasting generated sites. Please follow us. Give us some feedback. If you say, hey, I'm going to fucking throw this mic at you, turn it the fuck off now.